plays it cross ice into the far corner. Matteau swoops in to intercept. Matteau behind the net. Swings it in front. He scores! Good morning, afternoon, evening. Two guys, one cup, episode 32. Sean and Rock. I don't have a prepared monologue at all tonight. Sorry, guys, but uh, here we are. Rock, how's it going, man? What's up, pal? How are you? Hanging in, hanging in. Stand- Dude, sometimes the prepared monologues, they don't, you know, yeah, they, fly, I they roll off their tongue sometimes, but then sometimes, you know, you say to yourself, let's just do it, man. Yeah, but when I listened to back to it, I was it. like, Nah, that wasn't me. That wasn't me at all. Yeah, yeah. So no, sorry guys. You I had tried. Schmoozer on to uh, to teach you how to do a good monologue. You know, oh, with the production. <laughs> if we could, have, if we ever could get a producer for this show, yeah, that could just if do drops. That wants to be our producer. Let us know. That could just, just do drops mid show. Like we're talking about a point, and like he just pulls out a fucking drop from you know three months ago. Yeah, uh, we need to figure that out. That'd be something. that'd be fun. We're taking we're that'd taking applications. We yes. can't pay you. Yes, we'll pay you in meatballs because we can't pay you in money. Or we'll take a drink in one night. Yeah. Or something. We'll take it to a Ranger game. There you go. Uh dude, a lot of lot of interest, a lot of stuff going around, a lot of interesting things, a lot of uh fun topics for us to kind of banter about. So with this team? Where do you want to go? With the Rangers? There's stuff yeah. going on? Just a little bit. Not, nothing I've heard. I mean Just Twitter's been quiet, so Well, I mean, yeah, the all star <laughs> game stuff. I mean, uh well, what 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 do you constitute as Twitter being quiet, like no one calling for people. Oh, that was like complete sarcasm. Benching or that was complete sarcasm. You got people <laughs> nah, jumping no. off buildings right now because you know it's incredible. It really is incredible. And today, I mean, today's news like it actually sparks debate. Will you people leave Greg McKegg the fuck alone, guys? Oh God, guy busted his ass. St- this wasn't even on our no t- teeth. This wasn't even on our topics list. He's but- ugly to begin with, and now he lost a tooth. This poor bastard. I mean. Can you get him a Broadway fucking hat? The thing probably smells like shit anyway. I mean, really, is it that big a deal, guys? Fan, Ranger fans out there, please. Guy who, who I cares. Guy who I who I disagree with often. I'm not going to mention people by name, but a guy that on Twitter that is well known that I disagree with often, but I but I respect. And he's calling it a fucking participation trophy because Greg McKay got the fucking Broadway hat. <sighs> and I. All right. Before I read almost anyone's tweets about it, the first thing I wrote was, and the problem is that 90% of the Ranger Twitter fan base is not going to understand why Greg McKay got the Broadway hat tonight. Nope. And I was proven right within minutes. Well, listen, if you wanted to play it that way, that means essentially it would be Fox, Panarin, Zabinijad, Kreider, um, and Shishirkin essentially probably winning every hat. Every night. Almost every other night. The guy drew two penalties out of effort. And what did one person comment? Well, that the hooking was was weak. Gives a shit. He got the guy by a stride, yeah. and that was why he was taken down. I know. He, listen, he's the Ranger fan base love picking on the seventh defenseman and the thirteenth, twelfth, and thirteenth forward. Right. So now he's public it's enemy. Just the way it goes. It and they're, they're going to pick on the overpriced defenseman. Right. I mean, those are the criteria. That's who we're going to pick on. Brett Howden, Nick Holden. You know, those are the guys. I mean, it's every season. Now, Lebo Hayek, it's going to be those are the guys we're going to decide to choose to pick on. Meanwhile, you got, for I mean, for years, like I said, Brady Shea and, and Rick Nash got complete passes here. 
it's just the way it goes, man. I mean, you thought Nash got a pass. I don't want to go. I don't want to open up the Rick Nash room. But you think he got? You think he got a pass? I think the fan oh, base was split. Dude, I mean, listen, I've heard. Oh, he plays a two hundred foot. Game. Yeah, that's me. He does this. He does that. I understand that. I sent you a video. I sent no, you I a, get it. a, a yeah. video yeah. this morning. I know you, I, one goal in nineteen playoff games. I I get one it. goal in nineteen playoff I games. Get it. $7.8 million. I get it. If Ranger fan base want to know why they didn't win a cup in 2014, knock on Rick Nash's door and say, oh, you, you're alive? I mean, that's exactly what it comes to, man. But I think that there, a lot of people held him accountable the same way you do. More so uh, than... than maybe, maybe now, maybe looking back on it, but I know for sure at that present moment in time, there were a lot of people, and I've said this, and I've been on the record of saying this, I don't want to turn it into a Rick Nash debate, but... I wanted him here. Right. I wanted him here. And that first season, you know what's he funny? looked like a beast. You know what's funny? <laughs> Randomly, one night, this had to be probably a year ago. It was before, it was before we started doing this, this show. Like during the pandemic, I was like, there's nothing going on. I wound up listening just to a random uh, Blue Shirt Underground episode. <laughs> going back to like 2013. And it was the episode right after we acquired Nash. And you were a caller on that episode. Right. It was so funny because, like, me and you weren't friends at that point. We'd never no. even spoken. And I'm like, I know you as the guy who hates Rick Nash. Like, that's how I know you. Right. And here you are waxing poetic about Rick Nash. I'm like, motherfucker. I was. I, was. I, I wanted him. I wanted oh, him. Was I, funny like I said. That's why we need drops. though. Jim and Eddie, I got to be able to get that audio so I could just drop that every time he brings up the you should. you should try to get that from them. <laughs> you know, it, it was disheartening to watch. Now, I understand his injuries and whatnot. I get it. But, you know, that 2014 playoff, and, and for anyone, I'm sure everyone's been watching these, these you know, midnight episodes or playoff games of uh, 2014, and you watch these games, and for the most part, you don't even realize he's in the game. But I know Dan Costillo had two goals against Philly. And you know what? They probably don't win those two games without him. That's very true. That's very, very true. You know, Brian Boyle, big goals against Ottawa. Dominic Moore, big goal against Montreal. That's how you sow your oats. I mean, I've always said Rick Nash scored goals the way A-Rod hit home runs when it didn't matter. And that's really what his, his, to me, I'm not saying he wasn't a good teammate. I'm not saying he wasn't a good guy. I know the, the team loved him. He was a, a, an awesome dude. I never met him, but from all the counts, but from a from a productive standpoint, he failed here. He was a failure. He stole from us for five years from a goal scanning and offensive perspective, and you can't tell me otherwise. They chased Gabrick out of town. They chased Brad Richards out of town. They chased Yager out of town. All of them had much bigger goals and bigger moments than than Rick Nash had in his short period of time here. So, so anyway. So Greg McKegg. <laughs> yeah, Greg McCagg. Listen, I like Greg McCagg strictly because I personally don't think he'll ever hurt you. He's good defensively. He's ten- tenacious. And he costs you nothing. And I'll be honest with you guys. Settle up, everyone. There are going to be two or three Greg McCaggs on this team next season. Based on everyone wants to re-sign this guy, bring this guy in. The cap is what it is. It's $10, $11 million of free cap space. That's without Strom, Kako, Blay, and a backup goalie. 
Yeah. And a guy to replace whoever they get at the trade deadline on the wing between Panarin and uh, unless Lafreniere steps in there. Right. So saddle up, everyone, because we're going to see three types of Greg McKeggs on this line or Dryden Hunts on this roster next season because they're going to need to find diamonds in the rough to fill out this roster. So the, so the, the reason that Greg McKegg is now you know being shit on all day today on Twitter, um, they sent down Morgan Barron. No, they didn't. Or they sent him to the taxi squad. He's not no, on the active roster. Didn't. Morgan Barron is not. Johnny Brzezinski was sent, and Tim Gettinger was sent to the two. So uh, why did I see? I thought I saw. Vince. I don't believe Lafreniere is out of out of protocol yet, so he's technically oh, still on why? the active roster. It's Brzezinski and Gettinger. Brzezinski, honestly, he's a journeyman. Gettinger, I thought is I think could have a have a role here. Yeah, as their extra forward. Um, again, I don't think he's going to hurt you. Um, he's not. Again, I don't know what kind of points he's going to put up. But he's a big body. He's still fairly young. I think he's twenty three or twenty four. Twenty. Yeah, I think he just turned twenty three. But yeah, they sent Greco down a couple of days ago, and I thought he played well. We'll talk about the uh, the San Jose game specifically. I thought he played fantastic in that game. Um, he was very noticeable. Mm-hmm. Um, but they sent down Brzezinski, Gettinger, uh, and they. Um, I think Goudreau's out of cro- protocol and Hunt. Is out of off off IR, but I believe Lafreniere still in now. Morgan Barron might go to the taxi squad after this, is you know once Lafreniere comes back. Mm-hmm. But you know, it is what it is right now. Right. Morgan Barron's going to be on this team eventually, so I think he's going to be on the team it. long term. I think they're just waiting on a, like you said, when Lafreniere comes back and they need to send somebody down. It's going to be him because he's the only one that doesn't need to go through waivers. So, but right. here's my point. Here's my question though. I thought McKegg doesn't need to go through waivers because he's already cleared once this season. I think that only – then if he's on the roster for a certain amount of period of time. Oh, you need to re-clear. You have to go down. And you have to clear again. Okay. I, I'm almost positive. Right. And with us having really – He claimed. We, but we can't risk it because we literally have no other depth. No. Like if if you lost McKegg and you let Barron play and Barron mm-hmm. gets hurt or someone else gets hurt and Barron has to fill in that spot, who are you calling on? Well, that's the point, and, and I don't want to spend an hour on Greg McKegg, but the point of the matter is everyone needs to realize is that this team's forward death is shit. You know, you lost Kratzoff, you went back, you lost Blay, and you had, you had you know, nothing in the cupboard after that. After Morgan Barron, there's really nothing there's else nothing. there. We've seen it. We've, you right. guys, we've all seen all the guys come up here. Right. And they're nice to plug and play on your fourth line to give you, you know, eight, ten minutes a night. You're not going to get much out of them, right? And someone I like Greco you don't get a lot from your fourth line anyway. Someone like Greco but, looked nice, but it was one game. It's depth, right? So he's a depth guy. A guy like he's that, a guy that can plug and play right. for one game here or there. He's not playing every game. Greg right. McKegg was not brought here to play every game. No, he just happened to work out that way because they have no other options. Well, we didn't know Ryan uh, Ryan Reeves was brought here to play every game either. And Ryan Reeves <laughs> has played. I mean, luckily, I mean, he got he was in COVID protocol, so he probably got a little bit of a break. But right. you know, thirty four years old, he wasn't brought in here to play eighty games. Right. That's. A, I, I wasn't led to believe he was. I think he's played like eighty. 80 he's played 90. in every game. I mean, we got hurt a couple of yeah. times. He had a couple of bumps and whatever. Yeah, here he's played fine. He's, I like he's played fine. I mean, he's had his moments where he's played fantastic, and has his moments where he's not noticeable, but. He's not hurting you out there, which is which is the positive part. I think the whole team feeds off of him, to be honest. Reeves. Yeah, I mean, uh, he just I, brings I an energy that, that a, just has they an just... energy. But again, Sean, down the road, I get it. You're gonna have to you're gonna have to figure out, you know. But in the playoffs, I mean, in the playoffs, that 
confidence, that swagger, that like what he brings, the intangible stuff that he does bring, aside from whatever mm-hmm. stuff he's going to have to do on the ice, right, in a playoff series, which will be big, right. You know, it's we'll see. He's valuable. We'll see. I'll tell you right now, Pittsburgh ain't going anywhere. They were down three nothing to Vegas the other night. Okay, last night, and they won five three. We control I mean, our own I destiny. Just, I, I don't. don't I don't care about anyone else. Team is so good. I don't. I don't get it. I don't get it. Do you understand why Pittsburgh is so good? Can you help me here? Yeah, they have the best, the second best player in the world still on their team. But I mean, do you know anyone else on that team? No. All right, you know Brian Rust and you know Gensel. I mean, but who else is on that team? Yeah, Jeff Carter. Can you name anyone Malcolm else comes team? back and has three points. Malcolm in his just first game. came back. Yeah, three points in his first game. Dublin uh, is he still on the team? That's what I'm saying. It's like. It's a bunch of it nobodies, and this he that's that's what pisses me off. But with this that's, team too because they just keep plugging people in. But that's Teddy Bluger, the difference. Tom Kunakle, no matter who they plug in, they produce and give them stuff. I don't want to turn we this plug into in guys, and they don't do shit. For I don't us. want to turn this into a McDavid versus Crosby thing. But when you talk about greatest players in the league and where guys sit as far as greatest players of all time, that's why McDavid doesn't hold a candle to Crosby. It doesn't. He's playing with the he's playing with the second or third best player in the league on his team, Dude, and they're it, not that it, good. Let, let's be fair though, Edmonton sure. hasn't had Neil, and I don't. I am not a Mark Andre Fleury fan. I think he's completely overrated. and He's a compiler, but you can't say Mark Andre Fleury isn't better than any goaltender. I don't think Crosby's ever lost ten games in a row in his life at anything. Oh, there was well, maybe when he was hurt, the team lost ten games. No, I'm saying with Pittsburgh him. was bad when those couple of years when he had those head injuries. He was not. They were not good. Still made Pittsburgh the playoffs. Edmonton doesn't even make the playoffs. Yeah. Well, bad. I'm bad just saying. Trade after I'm bad just saying. Trade. You could put you, you could put also Rans and AHL guys on Crosby's line, and they're 20 goal scorers, and they're 95 to 105 point team. It's insane. We've seen it. General one general manager can completely derail the franchise for years, for years. So you, three years. You think Burke We've seen can, it. We've you, seen it firsthand. You think with Burke a lot and Hextall of, with are going to do that? Team, with a lot of teams. That's why Chris Drury, he, he was handed the keys to a Ferrari. You know, two top two picks, Panarin, Shajurkin, Fox, Mika Zabinijad, countless other first round picks. He can't fuck this up. And until he makes another trade that he wins, he's right. going to be known as blundering this Pavel Buchnevich trade. You see the and article about that Butch is right today? now what he's being criticized for. Did you see Buchnevich has been on fire? But again, another guy that goes down south to a team where the fan base is not as as um, critical, no, not critical, right? And St. Louis not fans as cheer everything, but yeah, they are fanatic. Not as critical. Yeah, it's a great sports town. Produced up hundred percent. They don't yeah. get mad at anything. Right. Win, lose, draw. They're there. St. Louis fans. They're right. loyal. Very loyal. They're not fickle. Do you see? Uh, Article on the post today about the Bushnevich trade. That Butch was never yeah. part of the the long term here. So for those who you know, it's still a shit trade. Sean. It was I mean, Brooks that wrote it, right? Because it was a it was Brooks. Post it plus. was on post, post plus yeah. uh, a friend of the show. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Michael Silver's Sil- post. Michael yeah, Silver's. Thank you. Thank you for posting that. Um, I understand he wasn't a long term option, and you know we beat this to death. Yeah, it's a bad trade. Chris Drury cannot afford a second bad trade. He can't. It looks can't worse because it. we have no contribution from Blake. It looks worse because of that. It looks worse because Pavel Chuchmevich is having a fucking phenomenal season. 
that's again, he's a point of game player. You know, I mean, what's what's sheltered a lot of things is was Kreider's first half, Mika's now second half, has sheltered a lot of problems this team has had offensively. I mean, again, you're you're not getting any contribution. Again, you're not getting anything from Kako. You're not getting anything from Lafreniere. I mean, from a occasional goal here or there. It's it's essentially five people scoring goals, right? And that's how you're winning games. You're not getting any. Again, and I, and I hate to keep bringing this up, and I and I want to keep beating a dead horse, but I've been watching these games, and you look at those teams, twelve, even thirteen, when they lost in the second round, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, depth, 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 depth. Depth is that is the reason they were as good as they were, right? But they didn't have five guys up top the way we do now. No, so that, they needed they needed to score based off depth. That what that's the difference. Right. The problem was, as you saw in fourteen, Kreider doesn't play round one. Carcillo scores you two big goals. Fost played. Miller played. Dorset was in and out of the lineup. Brian. I mean, they they just had guys just playing like and giving you production. Right. You know, I would love to know their salary cap structure for that season just to see how everything was kind of divided up. Just to see, like, you know, because it just seems they had so many guys mm-hmm. who were productive. Like, how do they fit them all into the cap? And that's why the next year they, you know, they're all on year, ELCs. 15, but 16, they had to get rid of, you know, they had they lost Haglin. They right. lost, you know, they lost Boyle the next year. They lost Haglin the year after. Well, so think of how many guys were, were on ELCs. Right. Well, it's funny. I, and I went back and I looked at, um, you know, uh, the 2012 team because we talked about the 2012 team. Youngest guy on that team was Michael Del Sato at 20. Everyone else was 22 or older, if I'm correct. Derek Stefan was the next youngest, if I'm right. But like Callahan, Dubinsky, you know, Anisimov, Girardi, you know, um, McDonough, they were all, all like 22, 23 and over. Right. And our young guys are just getting to that point with, you know, except for Fox and Lindgren, but Miller's only 21. So we're still in that infancy stage. Like if you're comparing us to like that 2012 team, we're not even at that stage yet. But like you said, the difference is, is we have the high end, the really right. high end. We guys. have the other tier of guys who are veterans right. that we didn't, are we, carrying Like us. you said, we had Fox, who's obviously the best, would have been the best defenseman on that team. It's a culture setter. That's the thing. Right. We're winning. We're going to be in the now playoffs. Now, we had Gabrick. We had Gabrick, who did score to have 240 goals here. Right, but we have a whole tier of but players. You have Kreider, who's right. you know 10 years older, Mika, so on and so forth. Right. So let's get into... Uh, I don't want to pat myself on the back here, but I will. (laughs) (laughs) All this JT Miller news that came out last night. I think my tweet was like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go back and and get into the whole thing again. So, you know, I brought up JT Miller at least at minimum of two weeks before anybody else on Rangers, Twitter, any other podcast, anything. Definitely. We got to find which show that was. We got to timestamp it so that we have proof that you were the first one that said that. Because we have, we have guys on other, other shows. Well, we won't won't name who say that they, they broke and say, said, you know, they wanted Jacob Truba before everybody where I've said it a year before. did. You, Oh, you pounded the fucking desk about Truba. And I'm like, so I got to find yeah. we got to find the timestamp so that we have uh, we have uh, bragging rights <laughs> in the event that that does happen. 
but no, keep going. But um, yeah, so there's rumors coming out of uh, Vancouver yesterday that from Frank Severelli that the Rangers are was was the term hot after him. They're going like hard for him. They're going hard the, um, for, for JT I'm gonna, Miller. I'm actually going to find you the exact quote if you want to keep going here. Right. And I understand – listen, I understand – Here, here right, here's the thing I don't understand. None of us are in that locker room. None of us know JT Miller personally. I'm Out of everybody that would talk about JT Miller, I'm the only one who's actually had fucking drinks with the guy. <laughs> Not that my one fucking night at uh, at Tootsie's in Nashville with, with with these guys constitutes me knowing the man, you know. But at least I fucking you know wasn't just an autograph signing. The guy fucking you know him and Peter Holland fucking buying me drinks the entire fucking night, you know, getting fucking trashed and having a good time. The the exact quote: one of the teams that has been all over JT Miller has been the New York Rangers. There you go. The Rangers, what the Rangers have. And again, I'm going to go on record. I, I do not want JT Miller, but I'd rather him than Jonathan Marshall. So, because at least I want the, the, what's the expression? I want the evil that we know. Yes. That's what I want. If I'm the going devil, to pick the devil, you know, the devil, is, thank yeah, you. The devil's I you want know. the devil that I know. If I'm going to pick between the two of them, I'm taking JT Miller. One, he's younger. One, he can play. Two, he can play center. And, it's great. Three, obviously, we know we know he knows New York. Right. He's familiar with a couple of guys here, not many anymore, believe it or not. <laughs> Doesn't know anybody here anymore. Well, that's the thing. Mika and Kreider know, you know, especially Kreider, they came up together. Now, what I want to convey, and I'm sure no Vancouver fans listen to our show. Right. If you guys think you're getting Braden Schneider and Capo Caco in a first round <laughs> pick for JT Miller, Whatever chronic is being sold in Vancouver needs to head its way to New York because you are absolutely out of your minds. Brady? I mean, the trade requests, I'm telling you right now, if Miller gets traded, which is obviously still a big if, and what the Rangers have in their advantage, and I think you'll agree with this, is they have ready players that could step in and play in their lineup today. Yes. They have, especially defensemen. It And I don't know how Sean feels about this. We did not talk about this. So this conversation is going on for the first time on our air. It, From what I can tell, from what I've heard, it's Kratzoff, Zach Jones, and a first-round pick. Is that too much for you to give up for JT Miller? Now, remember, he's only making, I believe, $5 million this year, $5 million next year. You have him locked up for next year. If Strom plays games with you, you have a second line center, then you don't need to worry about bringing another guy in, and you're getting him at a five million dollar cap hit, which is kind of where the Rangers need to be for that second line player. What do you think? To me, this only makes sense if they get someone to retain the, half the salary, because I want him and Strom to. If we're if we're truly truly trying to make a run in the next this year or next year, then you need both. What, what and I'm think? not giving up Zach Jones. And Kravtsov, forget the first. The first what round about pick Heedle is what and, it is. And, and Jones. Yeah, that that to me, that's totally different than giving up Kravtsov. And it's going to be three pieces, especially the fact that he has an extra year. Right, but you're talking about. See, to me, Kravtsov and Jones are still in the tier Prospect one of prospects. Stage? Right. Whereas Heedle, I think, is tier two, and then you have the guys like Matthew Robertson, Barrard, Skinner, yeah. Hunt, Hunter Skinner, I think, is even a, a notch below those guys as far so? as prospect status. Yeah, I've I've heard he's actually climbed the ladder, but I mean, I'm just going by what I've heard from people. Right, it I'm could like, be. I'm just I'm going expert. off just 
in my brain how I would see it if I was right. If I was a Vancouver fan and I'm looking at the Rangers prospects, if Hunter Skinner well, was, he's coming Rangers back to me. You want you want Lafreniere, you want Kako, you want. And listen, everyone sees Braden Schneider now, so everyone's going to want him because of you know when he picks he a number. Because I don't think he's going to wear number forty five for his whole career. If you want a safe jersey that you can Dimitri invest Kalina? your three hundred dollars in. That you know will be here ten years from now, like like Mark Stahl was and like Girardi was, mm-hmm. Braden Schneider will be a Ranger for a decade. I want to touch on him, but let's finish up yeah. the Miller thing, and I want to talk talk about Braden Schneider because yeah. Jacob Truba said some interesting stuff. Yes. about about him. So we'll we'll talk about that after we get. But let me yeah. So let, let me just get back to Miller. Um, the 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 biggest piece of negativity that I see when Miller comes up is cancer in the locker room toxic person, all this negative nonsense about him as a human being. He was 23 years old when we traded him. Now, some of you may only be 23 who are listening to this and think you know everything, just like me and Rock both did when we were 23. Just like people who were in their you know, 40s and 50s, you know, even older than us listening to this, thought they knew everything at 23. Dude, when I was 23, I was not the same person when I was 30. When I was 30, not the same person I was at 40. You, you, you mature, and you don't realize you mature because it's not like you feel your ideals really change. You're still you, but it's just, it, it's just nature. You fucking mature. So yeah, at 23, was he out fucking getting trashed every fucking night? Yeah. Did he put in any work off the ice? I doubt it. Like I said, he had fucking dad bod as a 21-year-old, you know, Phil Kessel type shit. He did not, and when you have, when you have JT Miller and Chris Kreider coming up at the same time, and one is a fucking human tank that puts in hours in the gym off the ice, and the other one's out fishing, getting drunk. You know, there's two different types of people, and and that is what's more toxic in a locker room than anything else is when you put in the work, and the guy in the locker next to you is not. Right, that's where you no, feel cheated. Point. Forget whether he has an attitude problem. Guys don't give a shit if someone has an attitude problem. These are all pro athletes. You want to know that when you're putting your ass on the line, that the guy next to you is putting his ass on the line also. You work in the firehouse. You don't like everybody, but you you need to know that every single person there has your back. That's more important than whether someone's a prick. As long as that prick has your back when you need him, all right, so he's a prick. Yeah. I'm speaking no, for you there. I don't know that that's how you feel, no, but that's no, how no, I. You're right. You're right. That's how I, mean, I look I'm, at things. I would say that I would like. I like about 99 percent of the guys I work with. To be go. honest with you, they're all awesome people and awesome humans. So I have really no gripe. But you know, there's always one person G- that general always seems to f- yeah. to piss you off at what present time or not. But for the most part, all the guys when I, the guys I work with at least are mm-hmm. aces, and awesome. I wouldn't work with a different place. Ever, awesome. So I'm very happy with that. With that but <laughs> That's unfortunate. I'm yeah. very fortunate with that. It's just just that a goes. general statement that when yeah. when because to me that was always the biggest gripe it wasn't that he was a bad well, person with yeah he had an arrogant attitude and felt his athleticism was well, enough to get by. I think the other issue with him was he was much more favored by Tortorella than Kreider was. Even though Kreider came up here and lit it up in that 2012 playoffs, and guys, if you want to see how great Chris Kreider was and as Kreider has been in the playoffs. Again, watch these games, these playoff games that have been on these last last few weeks. I mean, he can't be any more money, and I cannot wait to see him again in the playoffs. But 
Tortorella after that season, you know, Crowder went up and down to the minors. Yeah. Um, in two thousand, he played more games in Hartford, I think, than he did. Yeah, in and he, the he was not. He was not. Um, Miller actually, I think, got a, a much longer leash than Crowder did on yep. a lot of occasions. Um, I was actually at a game where I think Miller scored two goals against the Islanders. I think they shut them out. Mm-hmm. That was when he was wearing forty-seven. So I wonder if that's the number he'll wear if he, if he, <laughs> uh, if he comes back because he can't have ten. Right. But, right. Um. I just think maybe Miller in the beginning felt like, well, you know what, I, I made it. And I think when Vigneault came in, right. then the tie turned, and it was Kreider that was the boy, and Miller who was in the on the outside looking in, if you remember. Yep. I I never felt like Vigneault. There was a couple of guys that Vigneault were not fans of. Delzato was one, and we saw that. I mean, he was gone was after, during his, yeah. his first season. I mean, they scratched him. He was a party guy, right? right? Delzato was another guy that was a party guy. You know, listen, I ain't going to sit here and lie to you. If I was a young, good-looking dude that was a hockey player, um, I would be out partying and doing my shit too. Yeah, it's a tough. It's a very tough thing to 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 deal with, and that's why maturity. And, and Sean made a great point. You know, tw- being twenty three and being thirty three or thirty, it's it's a big difference. Huge. Your priorities change. Your your life changes. You have family. You have kids. All this stuff changes. And again, I'm not a J team. I don't want him here. But right. if it's between him and Jonathan Marceau. I'll take Miller. Right. He acknowledged after he got traded to Vancouver, he acknowledged that being traded twice, being on his third team in three years, was a wake up call for his career. That he he had seen other guys that were talented become AHL players or have to go to Europe because they just kept moving around, and he did not want to be one of those guys. And what has he done since? Been a point of game player. He. From everything that I have heard about that team, he is the straw that stirs the drink there. They it's Bo Horvat is the captain, but the same way like Ryan Reeves is for this team, like he's not gonna wear they have six fucking letters given out. Ryan Reeves doesn't have one of them. <laughs> Meanwhile, to me, he might be the closest thing to a captain that they actually have. No, I think Kreider is still so I think but, is the most respected guy on this in this roster. Me per that's my personal right. thing. But he Miller will be twenty nine in March. Yes. By the way. No, he's it, so we get him for twenty nine and thirty, like which is yeah, right. Which is <laughs> let the let the next team worry about his contract. Right, just just to give some people some idea of what we're looking at. I mean, nineteen twenty, JT Miller had seventy two points in sixty nine games. He had fifty. I think the, I don't know if you said all this. Fifty three games. He had forty six points. So essentially, a point of game he player. Be, since he's gone to Vancouver, he's become a point of game player. Right. Most points he ever had before his 72-point season was 56 with the Rangers in 16-17. And what are those, what not, are those face-off was, numbers look like? I don't have that. I'm, I'm looking at Wikipedia. I'm not looking up the, uh, the Rocky uh, reference if you want to find that. But just to give some other people some kind of idea, he's when he was at the Rangers, he was not good in the playoffs. So I don't know if that's going to scare people away. Obviously, that's was a long time ago. 19 games, one goal, seven assists, eight points. How did he do with uh, Vancouver, two playoffs? I'm going to get to there that. I'm going to get to him. <laughs> Five games, three assists. 12 games, three assists. Uh, Tampa Bay, 17 games, two goals, six assists, eight points. Tampa Bay, four games, two assists. Played on Tampa Bay for two years. I didn't realize he played it. Well, he played. They had the half season. He played the half. They played that one half season. Right. At the end of the season with them. That being said, 17 games in 1920 for Vancouver, six goals, 12 assists, 18 points. Yeah. It was a point of game in that time. So maturity. Maturity, good team. You know, 
again, I if you're asking me if I want them, I'm saying no, but we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. It's the Rangers seem like they're in on everybody. They're in on Thomas Hurdle. They're in on Jacob Chikrin. They're in on, you know, they're in on everybody. So, which and, I guess is a good thing because that means we're competitive. And since he went to we'll Vancouver, he's been playing. He played 20 minutes the first year and then 21 minutes a game last year and this year. How is face-off numbers this year? 53.5%. Yeah. 53 last been doing year. Well. I mean, everyone – I think why Barron's gotten some love from the Ranger oh. fan base is he was at 66% on God face-offs. Not I don't know where he is now, but God I mean, lose. that's – Well, I mean, I'm sure he's not being put into – you know, he's not playing face-off on the power play, which I think he's not – I don't know how many offensive zone face-offs he's – or defensive zone face-offs right. he's taken. I mean, you got to take all that into consideration. I mean, are they putting them out there for, you know, neutral zone face-offs where there's no pressure to win? You know, let's, let's just kind of keep it into perspective. But it's still an impressive number. 66% to 66%. Yeah, no, 100%. I'm, I don't mean, to, I don't yeah. mean to, to poo-poo the numbers. I'm just saying that, you know, sometimes if you're not taking, you know, those, those important draws, you're not in the pressure cooker, so to speak. It's not as, uh, it's not as tough. Yeah. But it's still a great number. It's uh, like I said, he he's been the number one guy for me. So for from my point of view, I'm I'm obviously stoked. <laughs> what was the thing I sent you last night? Rock sent me the the thing about Frank Severelli last night. I, I sent the uh, the gif of uh, Pe- Pepper needs new shorts. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. He's been my number um, one guy. That's this is who we'll I, this is who I want. He fits every role, but. I want him fifty percent retained, and I'm willing to give up the extra asset. Well, what would that. what would you feel is an adequate um, sweetener for a team to take his contract or take half of his contract for Vancouver to take it or for a third party? No, no Vancouver's not taking. It. So then it's got to be a Vancouver third party. Vancouver still thinks they can fucking win, and I don't see. I can't say I blame them with right. you know with Pedersen and Besser and, and Quinn Hughes, and you know I'm not sure I love their goaltending, but um, oh Demko's you gotta, awesome. Demko's awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure they're still kicking themselves about Markstrom. No, that's no, they let Markstrom I'm, listen, go. I'm Markstrom shocked the shit out of me because I never thought he was that good. Yeah. I watched that kid play in Florida and in Vancouver, and he was terrible. And all of a sudden, he blew up. Yeah. They knew what they had in oh. Demko. That's why they let Markstrom. Okay, win. fine. I don't watch yeah. enough games. You know, you probably watch more than me about him. I don't. I don't know. It's not even that I've watched a lot of him. I've read I watched a lot him of in that playoff series. He was phenomenal, but I thought he took a little bit of a dip after that. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, so if a third team's getting involved. I'm giving him a second round pick to to and cash. I'll pay the money because you're allowed to do oh, that. Can you do? Yeah, that? you can send cash considerations. Okay, so there you go. There's so the a team like Arizona who's cash so strapped with all the cap space in the well, world. They don't want to give up the cap space, I guess. But a team like Arizona, what do they give a shit about two and a half million dollars next year? I think that's the way it happens. Right. You send them the I cash, mean, so that's this way. All they're doing is absolving the cash. Well, the let cash me space. let me throw something at you though. I mean, if Philip Heedle is going the other way, right? So now that's two million dollars, almost two and a half million dollars. I mean, you're to, you're only gaining two two and a half million dollars in, in cap space for the following. But I should season. only have to give up a second. This is not taking Patrick Marlowe's seven million dollar contract off my hands. This is absolving two million dollars of cap space. We we absorbed. What did we give up extra? We, we took Matt Bolesky to get Ryan Spooner by taking right. Matt Bolesky, half of Matt Bolesky's contract back. It right. was $1.8 million. So what's Miller right. going to be, two and a half? 
that they got to take back. Matt contract, I think, was for three three more years? No, it was for two years. It was the same two as years? this. Yeah, it was the rest of that okay. year and then the next Well, no, year. it was the rest of that year and then two more. No, I think it was just yes. the next. You sure? Uh, no, dude, it was I two think more? it was two more. Okay. I'm positive. I'm most positive. Okay. Um, so he was here. I felt like he was here forever. Right. But never played again, though. But you're asking a team to only take on two and a half million dollars that shouldn't cost you more than a second round pick. And we have two second rounders this year. So if we're giving up our first rounder and one of our second rounders, listen, we're going, we're we're trying to compete. You have Panarin at 30 years old. If you're not trying to win when no. you're in first place or or second place, and your best player is 30, and your goalie's 26, and your other best players are 28 and 29. Mm-hmm. Then what's the fucking point? Incredible just trade everybody and just play the kids. Like if you're trying to win, you go you you go in for this, right? I I think knowing where they are in the standings, the thing that concerns me, and again, I mean we've we've talked about this constantly, but this Carolina game, I mean Carolina, just I they're gonna need. I mean the East itself is a absolute gauntlet, yeah, with teams. I mean, you win again. You win a series, and then the next series you have to play. You, you know, let's just play devil's advocate and say the season ended the way it is. Even if the Rangers finish in first, not even be, they're not going to be first, so they're going to play the Capitals. second wild card team. So in the first round, they got to fucking play Pittsburgh. All right, then they beat. Say they beat Pittsburgh. Then they got to play the winner of Washington and Carolina. Right. And then if they beat them, then they got to play the winner of friggin' Tampa, Florida. Listen, they got to beat us, I mean, dude, or or Toronto. It's it's by the time they get to whoever, I'm telling you right now, this is if Colorado ever wanted a year to win a cup, oh, this, this is, is the year yeah. for them, because after those three teams, after those three series playoff series in the East, they're going to be fucking spent. Those teams. Although, did you watch that Colorado Minnesota game? I just saw the highlights. I did not. That's going to be game. a phenomenal series if they play each other. That's going to yeah. be a great series. No. Cam Talbot, man, God bless him. Uh, University of Alabama Huntsville yeah. goaltender <laughs> came up at twenty something years old, yeah. and never looked back. God, I mean, I love hearing stuff like that. Right. I really do. I mean, he, he was great for us in fourteen and fifteen. He saved our ass in fifteen. Yes, when Lundqvist got hurt, the neck. You know, God, good for him. And Zuccarello getting some serious love out there. <laughs> it, listen, it helps. It old. helps playing with Kaprizov. Let's let's be honest about that part of it. He never had a Caprizop to play with here. Zuccarello always played well with good players. Yes. yes. And he always made – he made Benoit Pouliot into a 20-goal yep. score. That's 100% so. true. So he was always he was always money. I never had an issue with Mats. And he's a small guy, but he doesn't he doesn't get hit. So he'll play at least I thought, Listen, right. I, I thought that he would be – because of his stature and size and, Dude, his, I read you and the his way he numbers. plays. I read you his numbers on, at the beginning of the year. And I told you, he's playing phenomenal yeah. over there. God bless you him. Know, and, and Paul Fenton, who lost his job after signing all those guys, <laughs> got criticized for that signing. Six and by he's six, been amazing. Since I mean, they'll, they'll eat it at the end of that contract, right? Right, no right. Doubt, but I think he still got four more years left on that thing, right? At six million a year. Um, it was a six by six four contract. Or three. Oh no, he he came at the same off season as the when the Rangers got Panarin, right? He, he signed yes. there. So he's got three more after this one, because Panarin's got f- four after this one. I think. It's, oh no, yeah, four more. All right, because oh, you yeah, only signed six, right? So yeah, the, that's three more. Yeah, that's true. 
So yeah, to, so to put a bow on 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 uh, on JT, like I said, this, that's you, you like him because he's the the devil you know, as opposed to the devil yes. you don't. I like him because I just think he's the perfect guy. But again, if the if the goal here is to compete for a Stanley Cup, then I need him at two and a half million so that I can resign Strom. And now I have top six veteran top six depth. Well, can I ask you this question? Sure. And, and this is this is vital, I think, to what. Where do you think this team needs to be for this team to – where do you think this team needs to be in the standings? We won't say how they played points. against good or bad teams. You need 98 points. No, no. Where, no. I understand that part. Yeah. Where do you think they need to be as far as in the standings themselves, like position-wise, if you're the GM and you're drawing this and you're going to push all your chips in for this season? In the, you're, I need you're to going, be, I need to be to the walls. in the cluster with with Washington and Carolina. I need to be within four. Now, what if? Let me ask points. you this question: What if now this week you, you, you dick kicked in by by Toronto? You get your dick kicked in by by Carolina, and you 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 can't beat these good teams, but you're still high in the standings because you're beating you beat, you, know, you go out you beat you beat you beat Arizona you beat LA you beat all the bad teams, but now all of a sudden you're losing you're, you're pretty much getting your dick kicked in by all the good teams. You beat Tampa going, twice, even in though Florida. your points are where they are. Are you still are you still going all in? You beat Tampa twice in Florida, just three weeks ago. Oh, they barely beat Florida. That's one of the Sean. I'll tell you, two points, I've two said points. this. I've been on record. The worst win I have ever seen. Stephen Valaket. Stephen Valaket. You are seventeen your record years. Says you are eighteen years as a Rangers season ticket holder. I've seen some bad teams. I saw that team that that lost. I was there, Mike Rick tonight, when where the team didn't show up. It was embarrassing. The worst win, the worst win I've ever seen was that Florida game. You left there. I've been to a thousand Ranger games. No, you're talking about the first Florida game. I'm talking about the first the, Florida game. I'm talking about the one we just played in Florida after they Christmas. lost that game. After Christmas. They lost that game. They had gave up three goals in the third period. Our boy Duclair shoved it up a rest. So who else they did we beat besides game. Tampa? We wow. They beat San Jose. They beat San Guys, Jose. don't have they don't beat. have kids. <laughs> Your fucking brain goes to absolute fucking mush when it comes I to trying to remember the other team anything. They beat was. was oh, Edmonton. 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 I knew it was another team that we. They didn't beat Florida. That you were chalking I, up as my a point loss. Was, I've said that that Florida win. When I walked out of there, I was like, "Wow, this is yeah." yeah, yeah. The, the building was right. so that quiet game was, for a win. Yeah, that game was right horrible. Yes. Worst worst win I've ever seen yes. in my life. Yeah, we talked about anyway, that after after that game. The point is, I thought we I had- want to know from you mm-hmm. how far, how much you pushing your chips in for this season. Far because, like I said, the guys that we're paying a lot of money to are okay. are there. We wait two more years. You're going to get first the back pickup for a rental. Yes. Because it's going to be a first it, round pick for a rental. Yes, because the pick's going to be in the twenties. Have, have never given up a first round pick for a rental. The pick is going to be Just in the twenties. Keep 20s. that in mind. I know Miller's not a rental. He's the same as getting Miller. Yandel. Miller, that's fine, but yeah. Let's just say let's just play devil's advocate. Oh, like Joe Pavelski or something like that. Pavelski, Hurdle. Are you giving up a first round pick for a rental? Oh, this is what I tell Dallas. You weren't giving me a first round pick for Zuccarello, so. Go scratch. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> but I'm, uh, you probably give them like what, what, two make, and a what three. they did. Yeah. Two and a three. And if we make it to the cup final, you right. can have our first. If we then make you, it to the cup final, you can have our first Then pick. you can have the first round pick. But like every other trade the Rangers have made where they've given up a first round pick, whether it was you know Keith Yandel, mm-hmm. whether it was Marty San Luis, um, you know, Rick Nash. Uh, I'm missing somebody. But it doesn't matter. 
Every guy that they've traded for, they had a they've never year. traded a first round pick for a rental. Not one time have they ever done that. So then, second round picks, right. no, no doubt they'll they trade second round picks like they go on that, right. going out of style. They've not traded first round a first round pick for a rental. And we shouldn't be stockpiling I, picks right now. We shouldn't be worried about how many picks we trade. No, I, I agree yeah. with you. I, I'm honestly telling you right now, our this prospect team needs pool more is, than is one stacked. Guy. You can only have 50 contracts. No, and, and I agree with that. And I'm telling you, we need more than one player. You you can't you're not gonna sit here and tell me. I I can understand if they want to roll with this defense, if Braden Schneider's playing really well and, and they can tolerate Nemeth and, and Miller's mistakes and, and Truba, you know, everyone's doing their job. I can kind of deal with this defense. If you want to bring in a seventh like fringe guy, Ian Cole. I'm not giving up a first round pick. No. Yeah, like a like a like a Ron Hainsey type right, guy. Right. That's how you that's the type a of veteran guy who's who's a Rafael Diaz. What's you the know, guy's John name? John Moore type guy. Kevin, you know, a, a lesser Kevin Klein. What's the guy that uh just changed teams? He was on uh, Tampa and Montreal the last two years. So uh Savard? Mark Dennis uh Dennis, David Savard. David Savard. David Savard. I always called him yeah. Dennis. I'll tell you, Dennis Savard, one of the most electric players oh. I've ever seen. And talk about falling off a cliff. Yeah. But anyway, um, that's I'm, I wouldn't even bring him in because I think it would still cost you too much. Yeah, I think Tampa Bay gave up a first round pick Listen, for him as a rental. We have the third best penalty kill in the league and the fourth less the fourth best as far as goals against. So addressing the defense to me is not is not where I'm at. I want to. I want to get here. Here's they my dream. Two forwards, and this is fucked up because I. I'm not a guy who revisits. I. I swear to you guys, you've only known me for a few months. I hate reunions when it comes to athletes. Like Mets bringing back Bobby Bonilla, I was like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Anytime, anytime you're bringing back a guy, I fucking can't stand it. And yeah, JT Miller and Derek Broussard to me would be literally the perfect, the perfect guys to bring back. And I wish there were other options that weren't X Ranger. Like I wish Derek Broussard wasn't an X Ranger. I'd still say the same thing. It's not because, you know, I think again, Broussard is the. I think for especially if Hedl goes in this trade, right? I think Broussard is the absolute perfect person for that third line right. center spot. It just perfect gives you an. Person. It gives you just enough offense and experience Guys, to put with. And we swear, I don't always agree with Sean. And we've had debates on on the over the phone. And we stuff. don't agree on Miller, <laughs> but we don't agree on Miller, and we don't agree on other things, especially Rick Nash. But the uh, I I absolutely love the idea of bringing Derek Broussard back. He's not going to cost you anything, right? I just think it, it's an they need depth, right? You need a low Honestly, cost. They move. need with the injuries. Pittsburgh brought yeah. in Jeff Carter last year. It was a low mm-hmm. cost move. You need a low cost veteran center to to be on the third line, and they need a team that's going to they need a team to pick up salary. They need it, uh, guys. They uh, Sean. They need this for next season specifically. And, and you made the, the very Miller, good point yes. on or anyone they bring in. Right. If anyone has a contract for through, next year, if it does, does goes through next season, right. Especially next season. Um, they need to do that. Right. Because that's the thing. Right. To say, oh well, we sign Miller. If we make the trade for Miller, and there's nothing retained, he could take Strom's spot. Well, then we didn't improve. We improved for 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 now, but we didn't improve going forward. You need both of them. You know, you hope no, that Kraftsoff comes back, and he and then you have a Lafreniere, Brassard, Kraftsoff third line. You know, that's that's going to be fun to watch a line like that. You know, and then you have Miller. If whether Miller's with you know reunites with Kreider and plays with Mika, 
and you still have you know, and you move Kako back to Panarin and, and Strom's line. Bottom, the bottom line is you now have a top nine where all three lines can roll, and that's 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 important because that's where that's where we're missing. We're missing a, a top a top six right wing and a third line center. Address both of the one's going to be expensive and the other has to be cheap. You address both no, of those. It, but- no, it's a great point. We'll be there. And they've got they've got and they've got it that that they have mm-hmm. to improve that third line. And back to what you were saying also about like I said, we control our own destiny. We need 98 points. 98 points gets mm-hmm. us in the playoffs and I don't care if we're the 1 seed or the 8 seed. Everybody that's going to make the playoffs in this conference is going to be fantastic. It's going to be a good team and we're all pretty much in the same boat talent-wise. Even Boston, guys, yeah. Sean, even even they're Boston. On, they're, they're on their way. You know, he, they've been on a roll and they're probably they're the worst team, you know, in the in that in the, of those eight. They're probably the worst team. But yeah. they're right on a freaking tear. Got smoked tonight, but yeah, in general. They got smoked tonight with Carolina. I'll tell you, dude, I want I want this Carolina game more than any game this season. <laughs> the only game I wanted more was that well, the only game I kind of wanted was that Colorado game. Which they came out and yeah. laid an egg. I need, I need this Carolina game. And you know what? If they lose in overtime, I'll be okay with that. I'm like, all right, you know, okay. Show me you got some fucking heart, and play this team hard. I'm looking to see what. That's this- all I care about. So we show some fucking heart. So we play them Friday. Yes. So weird that they're making us travel down for one day. So strange. Got gotta gotta love the schedule makers. But yeah, no, there's 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 no excuse. There's no there's no tough opponent that's coming up after them. We're playing tomorrow night against uh Toronto. So they're gonna have the day off, you know, and travel down there. And there's no excuses. There really aren't any excuses. Even if Lafreniere is not cleared, you can't tell me that that's the difference of whether we would win a game or not. They so. and less like I said, I mean Igor's Igor's been good. I don't like that second goal they gave against Philly. Um, maybe he had a little bit of a screen there, uh, the Cam York goal, but, um, he played great against San Jose and it's funny cause San Jose after that went out and spanked freaking LA <laughs> yeah. and that's why I can't figure out those Western conference teams. I mean, LA plays us and they look like, you know, the 2014 Kings right? and then they go out and we spanked San Jose for nothing and we, we can't, I mean, it just, you just can't figure this out. I think the Kings spanked somebody out. else after us, though. Too, I think they had like a five-game streak that we were we were in the middle of. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Before San Jose probably crushed that. But that's the other thing. When you look at where we are, we've played the most road games in the league, and we've endured two West Coast trips already. So we have no more West Coast trips. Well, that's good. a lot of teams that are ahead of us. I you know I, I haven't analyzed their schedules, but I would say the odds are they haven't had both of their West Coast trips yet. And those are tough as a player to deal with. And we came out of it, you know, with with a winning record this time. Not so much the first time. It's the way it is, it seems, right now. I mean, and, and you know, considering the fact that they've been able to keep themselves afloat with all the injuries. But the one thing I will say, though, with the exception of Panarin that was in protocol, and I understand that Igor was there too, the goaltending was not their problem. The problem was is they, they couldn't score. And then in certain instances, they couldn't keep the puck out of the net. Right. And if you notice, you haven't seen Libor Hayek since that that Vegas game. 
which is a little unfair. But listen, they're, no, they're paying Nemeth. Very unfair. But they're paying Nemeth. I mean, the whole team Nemeth's played like play. shit. And the same way that, like shit. and the same way that I wanted, you know, when Zach Jones was playing and when Nils Elkhurst was playing, you wanted the veteran on their side, you know, on their mm-hmm. uh, as their pairing partner. You know, you want the same for Schneider. Schneider's already showing what his floor is, man. I mean, he hits everything. He's just he's he's a wrecking ball. So let's, yeah, let's no, touch. Listen, I mean, so let's touch on, on uh, Schneider and uh, some yeah. comments that came let's from uh, maybe a mentor for Schneider. So Jacob Truba was asked about uh, what, what do you, you you tell him what 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 was specifically asked? Um, they asked you know he asked Truba you know they asked the, the writers asked how Truba you know what do you think of Schneider? How do you, have you given him any advice? And Truba's response was yeah well I'm you know until he takes my job. You know, I'm talking to him, you know, as if it's until he takes my job. Right. And, you know, there's there was a little bit of a, um, uh, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? You know, reaction from from Twitter, not not surprising, Yeah. you know, that Truba said that. But, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, down the road, I mean, you know, as much as I like Truba mm-hmm. and I've been the – I've had my pom-poms out from for the longest time, I, I don't think, you know, when this team is at his extreme peak – I don't know if he's still here. And that goes for Kreider too. And, I, and I'm big fans of both of them. And I've been on the record saying that I don't think you are where you are this season without both of them. Correct. Um, and, uh, you know, you've noticed that the chatter has quieted down for trading both of those guys. Mm-hmm. And the, the crying has quieted down for both of those guys. I mean, Truba hasn't been as hot as he was re- recently, but he's not making glaring mistakes. Now, I, listen, I understand he's probably not going to be the 50-point defenseman that he was in Vegas. He's not asked to be. Winnipeg. But the problem is he's not playing top He's not playing top power play minutes. And let's be fair, this team isn't scoring either. He's not playing with the team's best the best uh, offensive units, usually Fox and Lindgren out there with with, with, um, with Panarin. I, I've noticed Trouba plays a lot with the third and fourth line. It's just the way it is. I mean, I, I don't uh, – you know, I, I just – you know, I don't understand where the hatred is for him, but I know it's I know it's the salary. But back to Schneider, Truba. I mean, he may push Truba out. But let's <laughs> let's 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 temper our enthusiasms, guys. Because I mean, everyone thought Peter Pruka was going to you know be on the team for ten years. <laughs> you know, with Daniel Gano and you know uh, Thomas Klocek. I mean, we we've seen this. So let's just let the kid play, let him do his job, let him play well defensively, and. We're fine with that. I'm, I'm, that's good. That's that's. What I we tend need. to put stock into when a first round pick plays exactly the way you envisioned him playing. You know, and that's what we're saying. Forget the goal. The goal was gravy. Like I don't consider yeah, him no, an offensive goal. defenseman. It was a it, right. nice snipe. Good job. He stepped up mm-hmm. and he. That that's was his first crazy. professional he goal. A, he didn't I have a goal in Hartford. Goal in Hartford no. That's amazing. <laughs> we got to. I would love to know what the statistic is for that because, I mean, obviously, um, there's a lot of guys that never even play in the minors. Like you know, Mark Stoll never played a day in the minors. Mm-hmm. Um, there were a bunch of other right. guys. Uh, yeah, a lot of Derek Canadians, Stephon, a few other guys. But I'm saying, like, it's to, it's incredible that that's actually um, that actually happened for him. Yeah. And they're saying that they, he would have been up here sooner if it wasn't for. Uh, the protocol, his gap control, you, he, the way he's standing guys up at the blue line, the hits, like these are things that just 
it's all they're not going to get worse. You know what I'm saying? Like, so when you, that's what I'm talking about with a floor. Like you either understand how to play defense or you don't. And if you don't, you can learn how to, you're not going to forget how to at that age. Right. Right. <laughs> He's not going right. to get slower. You know, like there's, there's a floor there and the floor is what we've seen the last two days, the last two games. Right. No, he's he's played great. He played more minutes against San Jose than Philly, and I noticed mm-hmm. that they he they didn't play towards the end of that game that much towards the end of the Philly game, right. which is which I know, didn't see him I do anything wrong in a close game. Yeah, I, just, I didn't see him do anything that that required him to be benched. I just think it was like you said, it was a close no divisional I, game. I want to I wonder if you noticed this recently. I mean, I mean, I I know Kreider scored an empty net goal the other night. Um, I guess against was it against San Jose? First 200th. But they're not really putting games away. Like they're not getting those empty net goals that they were getting early in the season where they were actually putting teams away. It seems like they're floundering around in in their defensive zone towards the end of the games, which is kind of alarming. Um, But I guess, like you said, a win's a win. Um, I I don't, I know we come off as negative. I know we've been criticized as being negative. And and like I said, my feeling is, is I just want this team. I want, I want to win a cup. I don't want to just make the playoffs. Yeah. I don't want to just win a round. I want to win a cup. Right. That's what this is about. That's what the negativity is all for. It's not because I, I like here. I'd love to sit here and talk for an hour about how great the power play is and, you know, how many goals, you know, Kako and Lafreniere have. And, oh, did you see that beautiful pass by Keandre? I, I would love to just sit here and, and talk about great things for this team. But they're not at that point. And you know what? They may never be there. They may sneak up on us like they did in fourteen and go and go on, a, on just go on a run. We don't know. Special teams and goaltending. It's it's what the play. The power play's been shit recently, though. Yeah, I know they scored a power play goal the other night against Philly, but their power play's kind of slowed down too. I've noticed. I don't know if it's because, but Panera's they don't give. Back. They do not give up power play goals. The pa- the penalty kill's been great. Right? No, no, it has been. It has been. And Kreider on the PK. What are they? Thir- they're third in the. They're third in the NHL. Third, in the, N- the NHL? third in the NHL. Fourth overall wow. in goals per game. Do you know? Because I know Carolina's first overall in power play goals. And I would love. They haven't given a power play goal up in eleven games. I'd love to score three <laughs> on them fucking Friday nights. Oh god, I'd love to just shove it up their ass. I'm just tired of hearing how good that team is. Is it from the Seven bubble? X-Rangers. Is that where this comes from? Is it from the bubble? Is it the amount of ex-Rangers on the team? Is it just that they're in first place? Like what? I just all I keep hearing is how great Carolina is. I hear about a Sebastian asshole constantly. I mean, I just can't. <laughs> I just can't. I just I'm tired of hearing about these guys. They've done nothing. They've won nothing for since what 2004, 2005, six. They've been a, a, an absolute disaster of a franchise. But yet, it's all I've heard about is how great Carolina is. How great? How great they are? How great they are? How great they are? They've won shit for thirty years. 25 years. It is true. You could technically say that they've disappointed by not making a conference, by not uh, making the conference finals. They're another team that they either make it to the Stanley Cup finals or they don't make the playoffs. Well, That's how they are. But the last, they've been a contender the last two years. They just haven't made it past the second round. Because their owner doesn't like, doesn't believe in paying players a certain amount of money. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, Freddie Anderson couldn't stop a puck in Toronto. And we ran the guy out of town and was crying and everything else. All of a sudden, he's Jacques Plante in Carolina. Yeah. Again, another guy that goes down south to a team where a fan base, because you know, all, you know, la la la, right. you know, doesn't really know, doesn't know a lot about hockey, right. and also all of a sudden is a superstar. 
They care more about Put cars. Him back in Toronto, he's given up 15 goals. They care more about cars games. making four lefts for five hours right. than they do uh, a <laughs> hockey game. 100. percent That's. Uh, I just I'm just tired of hearing about them. They've won nothing for 25 years. You know, to me, they're still right, a stepbrother. We we've, we've beaten them so many fucking times. Well, beat them Friday. Yeah. Even the even the year of the bubble, did I think we were four and zero against them during the regular no, season? No, they did well. No, they did well against them. There was the one game that Lundqvist stood on his friggin' head uh-huh. against them. Panarin scored. It, it was it was a game. I think they gave up forty five shots. Uh-huh. I guess if I can find the box score for that, but and the Rangers beat them, and it was a game that they definitely didn't deserve to win. But Lundqvist stood on his head as usual. I remember Lundquist going into them. that bubble saying they're the one. Like even though they're hot, like they can't beat us. They haven't beaten us in fucking ten years. And we had won. Four, we had won all three games. How many or all goals did they score in that bubble? Four. That was it. Was putrid. Four goals or three goals? So bad. One goal. Where they lose? They got swept in three, right? So yeah. they got what? They got one goal per game in those bubble games. I think game three they had. Two, I think they lost three two in game three. I'm not sure. I can look that up real quick. Kreider scored. Zabinijad scored. Brady Shea got knocked out in the first game. Oh, first right. fucking shift. Game. Jesper Faust. Um, right, wasn't it the first shift? Not Brady Shea. Jesper Faust. Jesper Faust got knocked Jesper out. Faust. By Brady Shea. By Brady Shea. That's what it was. <laughs> that's what it was. Shea was traded. Well, Shea was traded to, to re-sign Kreider. Essentially, yeah. We that's lost. they did. We lost game one, three to two. Game two, four to one. Game three, four to one. So it was the opposite. Was game one. Like I said, I think Zabinijad had a goal. Kreider had a goal. Kreider had a nice goal. Breaking goal. Um, I don't know who else scored. Panarin and Mark Stahl. <laughs> Mark Stahl's going away present. Like I said, when the goals get tight, when the games get tight, can this team can this team play tough hockey? And then that's that's what worries me. With locking up this core to, to big money. Because once you lock them up, you are stuck. Strom, Panarin, Zibanejad, Kreider, two points in three games. All right. I didn't think Strom played well in the bubble. I think that was just a product of being in the right place at the right time. But Yeah, they were all, they were all minus players. And Strom had seven penalty minutes. So I guess he got a penalty. I mean, listen, dude, we, we've, seen, we've seen cores not be able to take teams to the finals. I mean... Or not not win cups. I mean, Philly's core with Giroux for years. I mean, I know they went to a Stanley Cup final, but they never won it. Like I said I at the time, so. the, the most alarming thing was that Brett Howden was the best player in the bubble for us. I thought Kako played well in the bubble too. He he just looked better than he had all season. I didn't think he played well, but it was just like, oh, okay. Well, that it's funny because that's what everyone was saying. He put in the he work. Just, <laughs> he, he put in the work. Yeah. He was moving. Right. But again... He's moving around, but it's not translating into any type of offense. And I think I think what why Braden Schneider has now become the golden boy was he's come in and he's given you something. Right. He's produced. That's also why he's given you a goal. He's given you a body check. He's played strong defensively. We 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 haven't seen that from these guys. When you talk about how the chatter has quieted about having we have to trade Kreider, we have to trade Truber to free up cap room. We, we, you know, Lafreniere and Kako, they're going to come up on, uh, you know, become RFAs in, in a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Neither one is doing anything to warrant any kind of long-term deal or any type of big money. You, you There's nothing that Capo Kako has done that Filipino hasn't at that age. 
No, They've both been very similarly similar. disappointing where you see promise. So why would – and Kako is a wing, not a center. You know, we're finding out Hedl's not a center either, but he was a center in negotiations and centers get paid more. So you, 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 you sit here though, Sean, you sit here and you say to yourself, is it just something that they're doing wrong in the organization? No. I, when you see guys constantly failing – I mean, not reaching their potential or falling off the a player, cliff. dude. It's if a guy's if a Adam Fox got the same fucking opportunity that these guys You're are right. getting. You're right. No, I guess it has to do with the guy. Tony but D'Angelo like said, had a, had to fight it's, himself out of a fucking brown paper bag to to prove himself to to do what he did here. Yeah, and is continuing to do in Carolina for I, fucking. I just think you you see what's nothing. going around the league, and you know you see you know Zegris, you see. Lucas Raymond, you see Dawson Mercer, and all these guys are contributing at a high level. And you see our team, and we're struggling to, you know, guys are struggling to, you know, put up points at all. And let's be fair. I mean, Lafreniere is a right place, right time type of guy. And and honestly, you need to be that way. Right. You need to be opportunistic. But let's be fair. I mean, most of his goals, he scores off the rush. But, I mean, but, how many goals the have one thing off that, the rush this year? The one thing that you can say is that our guys are playing on a team that's in first place and they're not getting power play time like the rest of the people were mentioning. I guess. I guess. I just think that, you know, Kako's playing on the first line with two of our best players and two of our best point producers, and he has done nothing. I remember Dawson that's Mercer it. got off to that ridiculous start. So he's now Slow got 20 down. points in 30 The Devils games. haven't been playing well either. Right. Hughes has come back. The Devils have kind of slowed down too. So, listen, maybe it's just me being nitpicky with stuff. No, this can, dude, I'm um, concerned. I'm very concerned about both of them. I'm, I'm, I'm not down on them. I haven't given up on them. I'm not saying that they should lose playing time or be sent down. Nothing like that. But I don't think you're being honest with yourself if you're not sitting there saying that you're just that you're not concerned. Like I said, there's I reasons said, on the for range it. Of- if I'm the Rangers GM, I'm parking their ass down this offseason, no matter mm-hmm. unless they win the cup, and then you can do what the fuck you want. <laughs> but I'm parking them down this offseason saying, you want to go to Canada? You want to go to Finland? You got three weeks. Right. Get and back I want here. you back here, and I want you both skating with Ben Prentice yep. or Bob Underhill or whoever the hell you have to find. I want you here skating. Right. Because if you don't skate, this is, what, this is what's going to happen. And you, and you give them an ultimatum. I mean, I think I think they coddled these two guys too. These two guys should have played in Hartford at some point. Correct. At some point, they should have just been. Well, like, Lafreniere wasn't allowed to. You couldn't. He couldn't play. Okay, Hartford. he wasn't allowed to. Correct. I'm sorry. Yes, you did, Sam. Tell me that. I mean, they sent they sent Nils Lundqvist down, and, and the only reason, the only reason, tell me if I'm wrong, the only reason why fans haven't lost their minds is because Braden Schneider got called up. Correct. But you know for damn fucking sure, even though Zach, even if Zach Jones played. People were going to complain about that. You know it. It's you know funny because you, you were 100% right and I was wrong, man. I, I thought that because of Schneider's style of play, he was not going to get the same uh, benefit of the doubt or the same you know, praise from uh, from that community, so to speak. The, the Ranger fan also loves the rugged defenseman. And I brought up his name earlier, Thomas Klocek. You remember him, correct? Yep. Yeah. Played twenty-two, right? I don't know eight eight games for the Rangers. 
I'll never forget it. He was in a fight with Yashin. Someone held his hands behind his head while Yashin punched him. Yeah, Broke his that. nose. Disgusting. I mean, chicken shit kind of stuff. Right. Was phenomenal. He winds up being a throw-in in the Mike Dunham trade. Never saw the light of day. Crazy. Never saw the light of day. So, I mean, it, it happens. I mean, but the Ranger fan likes that the big-hitting, rugged defenseman. You know, Ryan Lindgren is, is a fan favorite. I mean, Lindgren's also very strong defensively, don't get me wrong, but he's beloved because he ble- literally bleeds all over the ice for this right. team. Right, they, they do love to see And blood. that's what the fan base wants. And that's why Troop has gotten love this year. Right. They've forgotten his salary. And Mark Stoll used to be that way. He he regressed in his in his I hate to say old age because he's probably younger than me, but <laughs> he's a lot younger than us. <laughs> yeah, I mean he uh he regressed with between the concussion, the eye injury. Right. You know, same thing with Girardi. These guys had a lot of miles on their bodies. They just you can't play like that forever. Right. Oh, it's but it's, it's very true. It is what it is. But yeah, it'll be interesting because we're talking about you know Truba and Kreider and their contracts and where where we might be in a couple of years. Mm-hmm. And obviously, this is all assuming that Schneider outplays being a third pair defenseman, right? Um, right. Yeah, you know, the same way, similar to Seth. Remember, Seth Jones was a third pair defenseman in Nashville before he right. got he never he never got a chance. He was blocked by everybody. They had their right. they had their four. There was nowhere for him to go. That's why they moved him. But. Once Truba's no move clause expires, I think two more years after this one, if Schneider's ready to take that spot, see to me Truba's replaceable, where Kreider is not. The things that Kreider does on the ice, they're almost unicornish. Like go find another guy that can do that. You see the impact he has in front of the net. No one else in the league has that. And Kreider can play that that spot till he's forty. He doesn't move. Yeah. He doesn't move now. Yeah. Like re- truthfully, as fast as he is. He doesn't move. I'm so glad you brought this up. So I was watching, again, watching the, one of the old games. I apologize if I keep mentioning that, but I've just been enamored mm-hmm. with it, just kind of seeing the evolution of the team. It's just right. – it's been fascinating to me because they've been showing them in sequential order. Right. So I get to see what each team looked like. We think Kreider's fast now. You should have seen what oh he looked like God. when he was 21. He was I falling. Mean, it was just a blur. He was too fast for his own feet. We're gonna see. We're gonna see at the fastest skater how well he does. But uh, so I'm looking at Truba's contract right now. Mm-hmm. While we have this, while we have a second here, um, his no move, his move move doesn't. It's not for another three years. Three years after or two this years one? after two years after this. Right. So the 24-25 yeah. season. Right. At that point, too, his actual salary six goes million. down to six million. Right. Per season. So that so that's actually it's funny because that will put at the end of Braden Schneider's entry level contract. Correct. But he'll be tradable. You won't need to buy him out. That'll no, be a tradable no. contract. Well, I'm just saying the money you trade, yeah. the, the caps room and let's be hope let's hope in, in two years that the cap's gone up. Correct. I mean I mean everyone's scared shitless right now because of all these postponed games between Canada and all this other nonsense. They shouldn't be. The, it's a good thing that they're postponing them because that just means they're waiting to be able to have attendance, so they won't lose any money. Right. Smart. Right. Playing Smart. the games would would be at a detriment to the cap eventually. Not playing the games. 
No, I'm saying if if they had been playing them this whole time with no oh, fans. Oh, and, and there'd be no fans in the building. Right, right. Then they'd I be losing you. money. No, I got you. Postponing the games. They haven't lost any money yet. Well, I mean, you've, you've heard the same thing. I mean, it looks like it's going up a million dollars next year, a million dollars right. a year after. And then what? Then it's going up. Then then that's the, next, the year after that. That's the year it's supposed to jump substantially. We don't know. Three years and then it's supposed to jump substantially. We we, we don't well, have an did, answer. Did you see the, the the forecast? I mean, didn't they didn't they put something out where they kind of broke it all down and, and yeah, said where they, where it was all headed? They were more negative about it because they're saying the players still owe the money. The problem is they don't want to raise. This the is cap coming too- from the same owners that pay stupid contracts. Yeah. Fucking the. Tra- I mean, I don't I don't get it. I mean, do you understand? Do you understand the logic behind this? And even in baseball. No, Owners are worried about money, money, money. Meanwhile, they're, they're spending money we're like not, crazy. We're not doing a four-hour podcast and bringing up the baseball lockout right now. <laughs> I, my, my whole thing is like I don't understand why they just wouldn't say, you know what? Let's just wash our hands of it. I, I don't get I, call None it of even. it makes sense. None of it makes sense. But whatever. And part of it is – The problem is you got all these team, these low-market teams, you know, who need like, – like Ottawa, Florida, Arizona, uh-huh. even some of the Canadian teams, Winnipeg. Carolina, it's it, it, it's Whatever. it's very frustrating. All day and discuss this. Yeah, it's very frustrating. It's very frustrating. But, it's very frustrating. But let's just assume that it only goes up a million each year for the next two years. So it's only two million dollars that it's going up. You know, coming mm-hmm. up. When, when Truba's thing expires, he's going to be thirty years old. Thirty year old defenseman on a two year sixteen million dollar contract. That's movable. If he's still if he's still playing at this level. You know, if he take if he you already start to see a dip, or he's you know he's got you know his body's getting beat up at that point. Right, different story. But right. if he's still playing right. at this type of level in three years, which there's no reason to suggest that he wouldn't. Thirty's not old, even for a defenseman. No. You know, it sh- it should definitely be a movable contract. Like I said, as much of a fan as I am of his, and I, I like I said, I pulled the pom poms up for him for five mm-hmm. years or however long it's been. Um, you know, it's it's inevitable right. that you're going to have to make room. You're going to have to make room for somebody, and you got to think that at some point Panarin's going to really probably start start crawling a little bit. I mean, he he may he'll may still give you fifty or sixty points, but he's not giving you ninety. I think that guy's because he's doing it this year. We we saw the beginning of this year. We saw at times last year where he just didn't look right. He he. he he can't beat people anymore with his legs. The first game he came back from uh, from COVID, he did. It was like, oh, where did that jump come from? I haven't seen that jump yeah. in a couple of years. But he um, he's someone who, even as he starts to lose his legs, he's just he's so gifted as far as his passing and vision that I still think he's going to be yeah. close to a point of game player as long as he's as long as he's playing. He's going to be one of those guys. Well, you do realize though, and, I, and like I've said this. Repeatedly, Strom's resigns. I mean, that's essentially your offseason. That's the I core. Mean, you're, you're you're done. They built. I mean, you're, you can't add anybody. Right. Well, the hope is that. And here's another topic we can get into. It. And again, you bring in Miller. Well, this is what I'm asking you. Sure. Let me throw a hypothetical. Sure, at you. sure. This is what we do here: hypotheticals. Yes. They bring in Miller, and say they even get half retained. So Miller's coming into two point five. So he's in two five two five this year, two five next year. Right. Strom resigns. Now you got him locked up at at five five. So let's even say six. Let's just say let's just say Heedle's still on the team somehow. I don't can't see how that's happening. If we're but. getting Miller, Heedle's not here. Okay, and uh, Georgia's not just here. Play next along year. with me for a second. Sure. Say all our cap space is used. Okay, 
now use. Now we still got to sign. I mean, we resign. So now we have no cap space. Right. We resigned Cockle to whatever number he needed. They opted to bring back Go Sammy Belay. I mean, you're still going to, which is shocking to me. You're still going to have to give this guy a raise based off a ten game season, which <laughs> is amazing. Yeah. To me, he's making one point five million. So now you got to give him a fucking raise. Probably one when he hasn't played a game for you. Right. So now you're paying him one point eight, roughly, yeah. for one year. So two million dollars for a guy that you don't even know can play next season. You hope he, you hope he'll be give you something, but all right. In the event that this team. Say this team shits the bed. You can't change anything. No, this is you're, this you're in. Is you're stuck. The team. This is the team. That worries but me. We've Sean. seen that it. Worries me. That really worries me. But you we have, have some seen kind of it. flexibility if the team has not played well. But we have seen it. Look, th- look at the patience a team like Tampa showed. It took them how many years of losing in the playoffs before they finally won a cup, and now they won two in a row. They never broke up Tampa, that team. Tampa also brought in a lot of bad free agents. Jason Garrison, okay. Matt Carl. You know, uh, you know, they gave the big money to Tyler but they, Johnson. But they knew that this was the team, and this was that they didn't get. They didn't panic and fire Cooper. They could have. They could have fired him. The difference too was we didn't have Kucherov, Stamkos, Hedman, uh, Alex Kalorn, Palat. We didn't have those guys. No, we have Zabanajad, Kreider, Panarin, and Fox. Those guys are all older now. I understand that. Yeah. Fox is the only one that you can tell me. Those guys were all under 25. Our top pairing defensemen are both 23 years old. All right, and Miller's 22. What about your phones? So you have Kako and Lafreniere, and one of them's not even on your top six. Top- this year. Right. The first year of that of that team, of that team being good, was the triplets. That was the third line. Tyler Johnson, Palat, and Kucherov. Okay. So he he was playing third line minutes. Kucherov. He wasn't playing on the first. I gotta go back and look at that team. Oh, I remember that team. I don't all too well. They had Callahan. Callahan was on that team. Yes, but it was the triplets line. Was the the they were they were the uh, they were their third line. Listen, I don't think this team's winning a cup this year. Would I love to see them make a run? Do I think they can make a run? Yeah, I do. I do. I think if they can get hot, I think they can make a run. Everything that you've said about this team just now in the last thirty seconds, you could say about every team that's a contender in the East. Okay. We're all in the same boat, dude. There's no team in the East as good as Florida is, as good as Carolina is, the Rangers, Washington, Pittsburgh, Tampa. We all, dude, every team has a but in there. But they don't have this. But there's this. Florida, the goalie. How many times have we seen him shit the bed in the playoffs? And if it's not him, then it's going to be a 21-year-old Spencer Knight. Right. That's a big spotlight. That's their Achilles. Right, they have, well, they have we'll a lot of guys who haven't done it. Until we get to the playoffs, we won't, we won't know. Right. They have a lot of guys who are really good that haven't done it before. Tampa's done it, so give them their due. But they've been beat up for two years winning cups. Those are long. How old in the tooth is Pittsburgh by the time the playoffs come around? How old in the tooth is Washington by the time playoffs come around? Which we have a better record and same amount of games played as Washington right now. We're just saying we're, everything that we can – all the warts, yes, the Rangers have warts, but so does everyone else. There's no team where it's like, fuck, that's the that's the 97 fucking Red Wings right there, and no one's what beating them. I, I, like I said, the only difference is, and I agree with what you said, the only difference is is so far the Rangers have not proven that they can beat elite, elite competition. I understand they beat Tampa two games in a row. That's fine. Other than that, they have not proven they can beat elite competition. Then you know what? And until they do that, my homework. I don't week. think they're going to be considered elite. 
here's my here here's our home for, homework for the week. We're gonna take mm-hmm. we're gonna take the other seven teams that are in playoff spots in the East right now. Okay, I'll take right. four of them. You take three of them. Break okay. down their roster. Uh, break down their their schedule. I want to know everyone's record against against winning teams, home and road. Like I want, I'll, we'll do the splits and we'll talk about it on, on next show. Okay, so we'll see how far behind because our record against winning teams is under five hundred. I agree. All right, so I'll take the three metro teams. Okay, and I'll take the, the so I'll take I'll take Carolina, Pittsburgh, and uh, Washington. Washington. Right, and you take the four I'll, Atlantic. teams. I'll take the four Atlantic teams, and let's see. And we'll talk about it next. Right, because we may be we may be shocked at the numbers or. We may be the outlier where we're the only one who right. doesn't play well against Well, them. the thing, too, you have to keep in mind, I mean, the Rangers did beat Edmonton, and, and honestly, Edmonton at, at some point was in a playoff spot, you know? So, I mean, you got to kind of, I guess, I what do you want to base it off of right now? The, te- the, the te- All the teams we'll pick, are in a, we'll playoff, pick a point, playoff spot? We'll pick a point percentage number. We'll look at what the eight the eight seeds, uh, the, the you know, the, the where the playoff line is in both conferences. Mm-hmm. And what that point percentage number is, we'll use that point okay. percentage number. All right, because if it's one, That'll if it's one, if it's one way in one conference and one way in the other, conference. It, it'll be a good conversation, especially if they shit the bed against Carolina and Toronto. <laughs> so that'll be a very fun conversation. But all right, but, um, but what if we beat? What if we beat Toronto tomorrow? What if we beat Toronto I they, tomorrow? I think, and lose, I think lose if they Carolina. beat tom- Toronto tomorrow, I think it'll let, lo- soften the blow if they lose to Carolina. Okay. But I think in, if they lose to Toronto tomorrow, then that Carolina game, in my opinion, personally, becomes my, the, the most important game to me this season so far. So you're looking at It's this, a measuring stick game, I dude. I was just going to say. And that's what bothers me with this team is every time it is a, a game that's a measuring stick game, they fall flat on their face. Not every time. They've done it the last two years. Not every time. They they won a home and home with the, with the the against the champs just three weeks ago. And that when, you didn't think we were coming away with a point. On COVID protocol. You didn't. No, don't don't go there because we lost Panera in the second day. They had everyone back. They had Vasilevsky back. They started the backup goal against us. That to me, that wasn't a statement game. How? Because I don't think Tampa Bay was playing that well. So we got to look at their record. Stop! You can't that. do that. They had the number one record in the league at that time. They were the number one that at that time. Okay. Yeah. And they weren't missing right. shit. Maybe I'm too hard on them. A little bit, well, maybe a little bit. Maybe that's the problem. A lot of the points are right, though. We do have Dude, a sub five hundred record. I'm not going to be one of these fucking fans. I get it. That is satisfied with making the playoffs and winning a playoff game, a playoff round. I'm not. I'm done with that. <sighs> they would need to be very competitive in the second round. I can't get swept in the second round. They take they take Carolina, Washington, or Pittsburgh to games game six or seven in the second round. I mean, are we? Am I being? Wait, be honest with me. Yeah. Am I being? Am I being? Am I being greedy right now? By saying that, if they only win one no, round, I'm, I'm being greedy. And do I do this? This team. I mean, based on where they've been, right? Coming off a four year rebuild, right? Or build, however you want to yeah, classify it. I get it. Am I being selfish right now? Am I being greedy to think that this team should? It should be better than what they are. No, I think we're right where we thought they would be. Third seed in the East. Okay. They're in the second seed right now. In the metro, no. Because sometimes I say to myself, you know what? I'm, I, I, I. After it's funny. After I do one of the shows, like a bitch morning, <laughs> complain about stuff. I sit back and I, and I. After we're done, I, I take my headphones off and I say to myself, "Damn, you know, we just finished a four-year rebuild. <laughs> you know, Kako and Lafreniere are t- nineteen and twenty or twenty-one and twenty. You know, they have all their young players are not even here yet. You know, it's not like you know what it was." 
so I kind of like after I'm done bitching about it, I say I kind of like say, you know what? Maybe we should just be satisfied with getting this team. Let's get into a fucking playoff series and let these young guys experience something. But I think the difference is, is because they've been in the top of the NHL, you know, they're not grasp. Remember, remember towards not maybe not Yager's first year, but maybe remember those other seasons like following that they were like scratching and clawing to make a playoff spot. Remember, it came down to like the last game of the season. Always. One year, a bunch of times. A bunch of times it did. So I think now, I think what I think my problem is, is that the expectations, I think, have just been taken to another level. And I just, I think, you know, I want more. <laughs> where I think, I think if, if it was where we were fighting for a playoff spot, I think I would just be th- thrilled to just make the playoffs. Now, it's been a while since we can sit here and say, you know what, they're going to make the playoffs. So now it's like, all right, well, I want, want more. I want more. I want, what have you done for me lately? I want more. October, so October. No, wait. Oh, never mind. That's that's the wrong picture. <laughs> that's the wrong picture. I'm trying to find a picture. That used to be my thing. I would take a picture at the train, uh, a, a selfie, a selfie of my obviously of myself. But I would take a selfie at the train station on my way to the first uh, game for each playoff, uh, each playoffs year. But that was uh, obviously not the right year. I was just looking to see how much fucking younger I was the last time. We were in a playoff round, so <laughs> like I said, I, tr- I, tr- I try and keep everything in a li- in just a little bit of perspective. And like you said, it's it's been four fucking years without playoffs, man. I mean, we're we're more than halfway where we were during the seven year seven year itch. Yeah. Well, that's the thing too is like we we forget how long that whole situation went. Um, like I said, I, I mean, I think. The, the difference is coming off the seven ga- seven years of of horribleness, you know we forget, you know that team was that team was great. I mean, you look at the '94 team. You're talking about you know Gretzky, Messier, mm-hmm. you know going to the Eastern Conference Finals, and you know, and then you have seven years of, of really nothing. And I honestly, I've always said I thought those teams were much better than than their record showed. I think it was poor goaltending. I'll take that. I'll take that to the to my deathbed. That it was poor goaltending. They had the talent to win. Oh, and then the seven you know, you, year? You, you, no, forget. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm just saying, yeah. you don't you I mean, we, we'll talk about that in more in the offseason, yeah. I'm sure. But and then, you know, coming out of coming out, I mean, let's be fair. I mean, we didn't really have money many expectations coming out of the lockout. None. You know, and 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 was it uh Sports Illustrated picked us to picked us to finish last? Dead last. Um, you know, and you know, Yager has a resurgence, Peter Pruka, Lundquist, the checks. Um you know, that was kind of a makeshift team with a lot of young players and a lot of draft picks. And then right. it kind of just escalated from there. And then and then the next off. thing like you know, said, we had and then the next thing you know, the next year they get Shanahan. They have a veteran top heavy team with a great goalie and kids. And kids who were brought in t- and that's so where the winning environment more, started. So would you say this more this team is more like the the early Gilonquist years, m- more so than the the 2012? I would say that this you know, team is 16 team. If that 2007 team was able to stay together for four years, that's what this team is more so is more similar to than any of the other ones. The set, well, the, the, Shanahan's the, first year. Drury. No, no, with, before that. Shanahan. No, that that team, the team that so lost, to, Cullen, the team that Matt lost Cullen. to Drury. <laughs> I'll tell you right now, they they get past Buffalo, they probably go yeah. to the Cup final. Oh, that's that's what I'm saying. That team was was legit, and they were very top heavy. Bad defense. If those if that that power play was amazing, 
The goalie was yes. amazing. Right. The defense was all no name, which that's not the case now. But they were very top heavy. They had the first, you know, they had the first two lines, and if those two lines PS. didn't score, that was it. Forever wants to shit over Michael Roosevelt. Doesn't have an overtime winner in the playoffs. Fuck him. Just saying against Buffalo. Fuck him and a schnoz. Just saying. Just saying. For years, I was not a fan of him. When I was fine with him when he was making no money. When they gave him that $5 million a year contract, that's when it all ended for me. Turnover by Roosevelt, the blue line. Taken in for. I don't care. He was. Dude, let's be fair. To be fair, Mm -hmm. he was our best defenseman for those. That's how bad the defense was. (laughs) Which to me was shocking. That they never they never addressed. No. Well, they tried. They brought in Aaron Ward, and he failed. Well, they drafted Stall. Right. They drafted Stall. They had Girardi they draft come Stahl. in. Girardi. Had, that's, could you imagine if you put that range of defense, that range of defense from the 12, you know, minus oh, with, Delzato. So with the Yager-Shanahan team? With the Yager-Shanahan, Drury, Gomez team. Or then even, no, even before if you put that. him with, like, with Matt Cullen as your third-line center. Yeah, that that seven team I thought was better than eight. Shanahan's first year Ugh. with us, I thought we were I thought we were a legit contender. You thought the 07 team was better than the 08 team. Yeah. Because Shanahan was still Shanahan. Scored 30 goals. Like we still had like Hall of Famer Brendan Shanahan on our team. Whereas the next year I thought he was kind of shot. We got he collided. Would he collide with Bashir? Would he he collided with some oh Knubel? Mike Knubel? Knubel. He collided with Knubel, and I don't. He was never the same after that. Yeah, he did play again Shanahan after that. He played. Yeah, he played went one back to the Devils. The Devils, but listen, he still put up twenty three goals. Shanahan, but I just remember just from watching, it was, it was just different. Playoffs, yeah, it, but it was one, just different. One goal in the playoffs. He was the, games. the Brendan Shanahan from Detroit. We had him mm-hmm. for a year, and that's why I thought we were we yeah. were a contender. Yeah, like no, you said, we get past we get past Buffalo. Buffalo. Ottawa wanted up beating them, and then they lost to uh, who the hell did Ottawa lose that to that, to that Anaheim? Game? Anaheim, that would have been close. All right, so just to give you a little idea of the so the 07 team that you're talking about, mm-hmm. uh, I probably would agree with you that this team is better. But let's just look who they had: Yager, Nylander, Straka, Shanahan, Matt Cullen, Peter Pruka. Roosevelt had 40 points, by the way. He was your sixth, seventh leading scorer. Carl Rakunic was your next after Roosevelt drops to Rakunic with twenty six points. <laughs> Malik Avery, who they they got in the office, they got at the trade deadline. Marcel Hosa, Tutin, Blair Betts, Aaron Ward, Adam Hall, Ort Meyer, Jason Ward, Thomas Pop, Callahan. So that was Callahan's right. first season, number forty three. Uh, Brad is Mister <laughs> Girardi, Yorko Eminen, Kasparov played twenty four games. Right. Just looking at some of the – Dubinsky played six games. Henrik Lundqvist played 70 games it was that year. Insane. 70 games. Insane. And Stanislav played 21. They had Dupuis for six games. So imagine <laughs> they kept Dupuis. Hated I his mean, face. Yeah, well. Hated his face. But very good team. Very good team. So now let's just look at the eight team. So the eight team had – so now Yager had 96 points. The year before. Right. You only had 71. Gomez had 70. So Gomez, Drury had 58. Shanahan, 46. Straka, Dubinsky, 40 points. 14 goals, yeah. 26 assists. No, it was, Roosevelt, Avery, yeah. Nigel Dawes. It was a deeper right. team. That's that's for sure. 100%. It was deeper. 
Well, you know what it was? They brought in Jorian Gomez for friggin' $15 million. Right. You know, whatever it was. make you deeper. And completely shot to shit their depth. Christian Backman. Right. Marcel Hose again. Freddie Schustrom. Colt Noor. Um, wow. Dude. Yeah, dude, you're right. Like I said, I, you're, I'm, you're absolutely It's right. not like I've gone back and watched these games from, from these years. But it's I just, never – you know, it's a great point. I never realized how deep that 17 was. But it's just like – Great point. I Good come point, away from each season where I'm like, I know how I felt about those teams each year. Mm-hmm. And I just – there was the first time since 97 where I felt we could win a cup. We played – you know, we was Pitts, uh, we played Buffalo. Just, I, I thought we were going to win. And Buffalo was ridiculous that year. And I just – I thought we were going to win. Yeah, that was probably the last good year they had. <laughs> <laughs> You're, that's probably – we're both laughing, but yeah. it's probably the best good, last good it year is. they had. Because that team was – Ryan Briere, Mil- Finneganoff, how much do, Drury. How much do you hate Ryan Miller because of how much he was lauded over Hank for for oh, years? We talked about this, yeah. Every All-Star game, it was Ryan Miller Lundquist making the All-Star always, game. I felt Ly- uh, Lundquist always got the short end. Until 2011, until he won the vet, finally won the Vezina, I felt that – Ryan Miller you know, was so be, overrated but compared to him. The funny part about it was I think Hank was nominated for the Vezina his what his first five years. Yeah, he was the finalist. The league. He finished yeah. third, I think, the first two years first two or three years in a row. Yeah, he was a finalist a bunch of years. Right. Well, I already know Kale McCars winning the Norris. They shouldn't even bother voting. Here's an interesting conversation. I forget who brought this up, but it's been something I've been having a conversation with with people. It's only happened, I think, three times or four times. A defenseman mm-hmm. scoring a hundred points, right? Will anyone? Will another defenseman ever do that again? And my answer is, I do think if it's ever going to happen again, Makar can do it because he scores goals. It takes away how many? Just how so many? Did Mike Green you? though. What did Mike Green? Mike Green scored thirty, 30 something. He scored goals. thirty. All right, but he wasn't what the was playmaker at all. Uh, he played a. He probably had 30 goals and 60 points. He probably only had 30 assists playing with Ovechkin. that's all he had? I don't remember him about 80. Only three defensive have only scored 100 points? Leach, Coffey, and Orr. And there might be another one in there. But I don't think there's anything more than that. I did not know that. I did not know that. Leach had 22 goals and and 80-something assists. So like Fox, I don't think he'd ever get there because he doesn't score enough goals. It's like Fox would need to have like if he's going to only score right, ten so goals, he need Green, ninety assists, which is seventy three points was his best. Season. Oh, he did have seventy. Okay, so he had. I'm oh, sorry, seventy six. He did have fifty seven assists one year. Wow. Okay, more than I thought. Seventy six points. That was his best season. Okay, seventy six points. Um, he uh, what was I going to say? Um, just to give you, I I don't think any defense. Listen, how many players score hundred points in the NHL? Two, three guys a year. To me, Cal McCarr is Connor McDavid playing defense. If that's how that's how if gifted the, he is. I, I would agree with you. I would agree with you. He's on pace to I score forty one goals. A defenseman. He's on pace for forty one goals. Right. They, like forty I mean, goal, goal defenseman. He's not. He's nuts. not good as defensively as, as Fox is. That's fine. I'm just talking about just putting up hundred points. Paul Coffey was not good. No, defensively. I don't. I don't think any defense is going to do it. If you want, if, if there's anyone that could do it, it possibly could be him because, like you said, he puts up forty goals. So if he puts up forty goals. It's it's very believable that he could put up close to sixty. Right, because assists. he's still playing with Nathan McKinnon. Right, and he's still playing with right. the number yeah. one line in the league or top, a top four dude, line. I'm telling you league. right now. I'm telling you right now. 
I'm I'm picking Colorado to win the cup. If it's not the Rangers, I just think that these Eastern Conference teams are going to get beaten up in those first three rounds. I don't think they're going to come. Their division the teams are just too good. At, that division's good. St. Louis is legit. They're a legit team. Another team Remember I texted you after, so after it was 2 nothing. I go, see, nobody wins on Jersey retirement night. Yeah. And they come back and fucking Did they win. they win that game? Yeah. They tied it up in the in the first period. They tied it up 2-2 and then went on to win. They're a good How team. Again, another team. How? How are they How? a good team? How is that team It's the same team from two years ago. They replaced. They used Tory Krug to replace uh, Petrangelo. Again, they stole Ryan O'Reilly. That this that that St. Louis team yeah. is so shrewd with trades. They they stole Braden Chen away. They stole Ryan O'Reilly. They stole Buchnevich. It it's just for whatever reason, every trade that that team fucking makes right. is gold. Is gold. I just don't understand and how they what? fucking do it. Their prospects. Every step trade up. that. Their Let me ask you a question. Have you ever, what was the last bad trade St. Louis made? Can you think of one? I don't know. Every time they trade David Perron and get him back? <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's a good one. Let me ask you a question. I can't remember no, a, no, last, a bad trade you a le- made. Let me ask you a legitimate question. Who do you think leads the St. Louis Blues in scoring? Jordan Cairo. Yeah. Okay. So you knew that. I didn't know that until I just yeah. looked just now. Oh, they've been, they've been waxing his freaking ass for but, all season. I mean – Kairou, Bushnevich, Tarasenko, even Ivan Barbashev. But Robert Thomas is drafted one pick ahead of fucking Filipino. And look at what Robert Thomas is doing compared to you know someone like He's Dio. not singing for Oasis? Uh, for Matchbox yeah. 20? <laughs> Rob Thomas, he's playing 19 minutes a fucking night, winning 50% of his face-offs, and has 30 points in 32 games. And he plays on the line with, with Kairou. What, what do you see? Look at that St. Louis team. What do you notice? Outstanding drafting and yes. great trades. Yes, and outstanding drafting and great trades. They signed Bre- uh, Brendan Saad. He's got nineteen points for. He's got for not a lot of money. Right? I don't think Brendan Saad's no, making a less, ton of money. Less than you. Less than you'd think. Three million a year. I think it's a little was bit more. Three million or four and a half. I think it's four and a half. Okay. Let me see if it tells great. me really. And he's, he's a pedigree. He's a winner. He doesn't have to be be the guy. Right. Great. Great signing. Four and a half million. The thing with the thing with St. Louis and I, I do they have one guy that's making eleven million dollars? No, they traded Pitcher Angelo. He was their big. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I, I'm wondering. I'm, Terra Cycle makes obviously, seven. Obviously, obviously, Panarin's a world class player, right? But I've said this, and I said I think I said this on our show last time. Pittsburgh did not start winning multiple cups and being a multiple contender until the cap rose to accommodate Malkin and Crosby salaries. And that is the issue with this league. When you start paying, and, and I've said this about Lundqvist, Lundqvist extension cost the Rangers Carl Hagelin. When you start giving a lot of money to one guy, it destroys your depth on your club. Uh, it's crazy how much they, ha- they don't have one bad contract. O'Reilly's, O'Reilly's making seven and a half. Tarasenko's making seven and a half. Shen makes six and a half. Saad, four and a half. Peron, four. They have a lot of guys. Everybody else is. Every, hey, guess what everyone else is on? Bridge contracts, 2.8, 2.8, 2.7. Well, they're going to have to start paying people eventually, but. Yeah, but that's when O'Reilly. Trade, and, man, I'm telling you right now. O'Reilly and Tarasenko come off the trade. books. Their defenseman. Make, didn't they trade? Didn't they trade Keith Kachuk to uh, Atlanta and get like a, a first, like a first round pick, and then they got Kachuk back in the offseason? I mean, they've made the trades that that team has made is just mi- yeah. mind boggling. The three defensemen, they got rookies coming up, all contributing. 
giving them. They're a good team, Manson. Yeah, put. This is what it is. They play playoff hockey maybe better than Colorado plays. The Rangers hockey. are still, I think, two years away till so they start getting more of these rookies coming up and contributing. But the problem is, is that they whiffed. You know, Leah Sanderson's a huge whiff. You know, so far Kratzoff's a huge whiff. Right. He's not here. You know, they're drafting. You know, you look at those other drafts when they drafted Nico Gross and you know, uh, you know, Jacob Ragnarsson and, mm-hmm. and you see these other guys that are just yeah. they're, they're not here. Those are depth. And they drift picks, a so. shit ton of Europeans. Those are all depth picks. You need your first rounders to hit anything after the first round. If it hits, it hits. If it doesn't, but where does the team? Print. Where does the team get better? When you find, I mean, let's be fair. The Rangers traded away all these first round picks for all these years, right? And none of them they still shipped. wound up with Duclair. They still wound up with Ryan Graves. Right. They still wound up with Buchnevich. I mean, they still wound up with guys. Carl Haglin was a late round pick. Jesper Foss was a late round pick. Um, Igor Shijurkin was a late round pick. Callahan was a late round pick. I mean, they built, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, they drafted that, that year. They had all those picks. Like I said, they failed in the first five picks that they drafted. Until they got Dubinsky and Callahan, the rest of that draft is garbage. Yeah, but we don't, I don't want to talk you about You got to find diamonds in the rough. I don't want to talk about 15 That's the only years way ago. you win. Let's talk, let's talk about this team. They, they, the first round picks, it's all had, relative. It's all relative because they've not been able to find guys to plug in to play on their bottom their bottom. They six have. Yet. Morgan Barron's up and playing. Morgan Barron's up and playing. Okay, who else? You have Lafreniere's playing in your bottom six right now. So that's two. He shouldn't be in your bottom six. If he's a first overall pick, he's playing in the bottom six. I mean, you don't pick first overall and hope the guy plays in your bottom six. Of course not. That's my problem. Of course not. That's my problem. Okay. But has he earned playing higher? No. No. Listen, I'm not disagreeing with you. He's not earned shit. He's not earned shit. I think Galantis handled him as well as a coach can handle him. And listen, I think Galantis handled this team. He's not killing him. With the the exception, um, what was I complaining? What did I complain about recently about him? Oh, about Goudreau in the the three-on-three. Yeah, that's the only that thing was, that he's. That's the only thing he's done this season. That, where I go, that's a reward. What the fuck it, that's are you doing. You know what it is. That's what. what oh, what's the fucking term? Like you play. He's playing the long game there. He's rewarding Even Kevin Rooney in the shootout. I'm okay with. He's rewarding <laughs> a guy for what he does okay. to keep him. It's not time, to, dude. When you need when you need points, you don't reward a guy. And coach is not, not worried he's about not offensively gifted. Coach is not worried about uh, an overtime in uh, December okay. as much as he is. Okay. The mental state of that guy in April. If this team's fighting for a playoff spot, you weren't weren't worrying for it. You know how bad we would need to play to not to not make the playoffs. Uh, Listen, I'm not going to sit here and say that that they're going to play that. And listen, I want I want to preface this. I am very happy with this way this team is where this team is. So I want to I want to say that I want I know I like I said I always come off negative and and I'm sure I get criticized for it. My passion is I want. What I want the best, and obviously, that can never be. But I think that's really where I am at this point. I just want this team to just keep moving forward. We need forty-four points in forty-three games. That's not. That's playing bad. How many games do they have? How many games do they have left before the All Star break? And we should hear. We should actually. We should say that we should hear. I think by tomorrow. When they're going to play these postponed games, Rangers have, I believe, have four. Right, right. They talk. They games. said by the end of the week. Well, no, uh, they got the Maple Leaf games. So they're going to play four two, postponed three, games four, in three, in three five, weeks. Six, <laughs> seven, seven, eight games before the uh, All Star game. 
eight games. Um, who? Let's let's just look at the the next five. Sure. Who we got who we got in the next five. Obviously, we got Toronto, we got Carolina, we got Arizona, and then or Phoenix. What the fuck? Yeah. Called. And then L.A. and Columbus. Three and two. Is that fair? I mean, if if you lose, if, even if you lose the next two, you gotta be you gotta beat Arizona or Phoenix on Saturday, and you definitely owe the Kings a fucking beating. You owe it, you owe the Kings a beating. Yeah, I mean the Columbus listen, game can go either way. Here's the thing: but they, they have lost zero regulation games against the teams like the Coyotes, Kings, and Blue Jackets. They lost the they lost. Oh, the, the Kings! Oh, right, the Kings are technically in a playoff spot, but. Right. Do we consider them that type of team? Statistically, yes, they, they are. are. Statistically, they're they're in second place right now in the Pacific, which is crazy. Five twenty six. How bad the West is? That's how fucking bad the 526 West is. Five twenty six. Winning. What? what how many Christ. points does the best team in the West have? Uh, fifty three. Fifty three points. That's Colorado. Colorado would be behind us. They would be the fourth or fifth team behind us. Well, they played three less games than us, though, too. Okay, that's fair. And they bitch slapped us at least once. The other <laughs> game, I'm. You know. But listen, th- these are all games you got to w- that you should win. I I think you, I I think they split between Toronto and Carolina, mm-hmm. and they should win the next three. Two of them are at home. Columbus. So you're going four and one. Yeah. In the next five. Yes. Wow, that's really optimistic. And then I. Th- I've been optimistic all year, and I've been closer to right than than wrong most of the time when I'm no, picking these five game. Uh, so let's just keep going like this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we both know they're not beating the Wild on on the January twenty eighth. Oh, that's a loss. Who they play? Then they play Columbus the night before, and then they play the Wild the next night. Is that how it is? Yes, they play Thursday night okay. in Columbus. Hop on a plane right after, fly back home, play the Wild Dumb scheduling. Dumb fucking scheduling. Yeah. And then they play Sunday. And then who do they play after the Wild? Seattle. Fly, plays here. Sunday. That's a Sunday afternoon game, I think. Is it afternoon? And then... Uh, it is, yep. One, is that the last game. game before the All-Star no, break? And then they have uh, the Panthers coming to town. Oof. Oh, Tuesday. God, I want that one, too. I don't want to I don't want to go off on a, on a, on a All-Star weekend on a fucking losing, on a losing note. Speaking of All-Star weekend, uh, Zabanajad with the old, the old opt-out. I think it's unfair. You know, I, I just want to preface this. So Zabanajad was not voted, did not make the All Star team originally. Mm-hmm. They did that extra fan vote at the end, yeah, yeah. to get in. And he last man standing, last man standing, whatever they called. whatever they called it. They did one player yeah. in each each of the four conferences yeah, yeah. Uh, divisions, and he's the one for the Metro. I don't think you can make him have to be suspended for a game if he didn't make the original All Star lineup. He was a vote in at the end. Are they suspending him for a game? He has. We haven't heard anything officially, but if he's got personal reasons, if they're legitimate personal reasons, like if there's if there's a family member that's sick back in Sweden, well, if there's a wedding, is that considered a personal no, reason? No, not a wedding. If there's, if he said there's a legitimate, there's personal reasons. Which listen, personal reasons means it ain't our business. But I'm sure right. it's something that if he wants to appeal being suspended, he would have to disclose to the league. The thing I don't understand is 
the Rangers pushed so fucking hard. I, I've never seen in years they had pushing for him to be voted in. I mean, wouldn't you be like, please do not push to get me voted in? Like, wouldn't you go to the, the GM and say, listen, right. Chris. I'm going home. <laughs> I got a personal thing going on. Yeah. Please don't push the, push the media to get me voted in. Right. I even voted for him every day 10 times. <laughs> He's the only one I voted for. Good. I didn't vote for anyone else. Good. Fuck so now we're going to play Florida without Savannah and, Jed. <laughs> and we saw, and I saw somebody post something in our group chat about, oh, he didn't deserve it to make it over Gensel anyway. Fuck Jake Gensel. Oh, God. Is that, you comparing Savannah Jed and Gensel? Jake Gensel, the only reason he is half the player he is is because he plays with fucking Crosby. Right. That guy gets traded. He's going to fall off a cliff like James Neal yep. did. Anyway, point of the matter is, is that. Why Why would you not say something before that? Just to see if you get voted in? Even Kreider was, push, was pushing for him to get in. Listen, he may have just... No, because truthfully, he was going to the Olympics. So it's not like he could have had anything planned for a long time. But it, dude, it, 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 he got voted in and then they ordered... It wasn't like he got voted in and then boom, he he's not playing because of personal reasons. Right. Like, like in the same in the same pressure. In the release. same thing. Yeah. So unless he told them, listen, I can't go. So I have a personal thing. So if I'm voted in, I can't go. So I guess maybe the league already knew he couldn't go. It'll be interesting know. to see if they if they it's, it them. sucks. And I'm gonna tell you why yeah. this sucks. It's the first time when I can honestly say the Ranger fan base rallied behind a player because yeah. it never happens. Right. We never get fan, play, players voted in on 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 the. I know it happens in baseball. We never get our the New York teams never get players voted in. No. And when he got voted in, I was like, oh fucking finally. Right. He's getting some recognition. And then fucking Jake Gensel goes. I'm like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. Oh, anyway, is that who they replaced him with? Gensel? Gensel. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's why I said that's what someone said. Always having a better year. Fuck him. He could sit on, on uh Sid's lap. I never want to hear Ranger fans say anything positive about Pittsburgh, Philly, the Islanders, right. or or the Devils. Or Washington, for that matter, or Boston, or everybody. You want to talk about, about? Yeah, you want to talk you about Toronto, Columbus. You want to talk about Columbus Toronto, Blue Jackets? Or have at it. You can talk about the Blue Jackets. <laughs> I don't care about them. Have at it. Even Montreal. You want to talk about glowing about Montreal? Be all yeah, me. Talk, talk glowing about Montreal. They haven't beaten I do not us want to hear about time. our rivals. Montreal's teams that have kicked our crap crap out of us for fucking ten yeah. years. Montreal's zero and three against us in my lifetime. I wasn't alive in '79, so. <laughs> Uh, What's crazy is my father, like I, like I said many times on the show, my father wouldn't know hockey players if they fell on him type of shit. No, oh, he's not that so bad. He's like me. He like he knows him just because he's such a sports fan, but he just uh-huh. he doesn't like hockey. And never he went to either game three or game four. Still has the ticket stub of the seventy nine cup. No yeah. shit. His buddy. Wow. So his buddy um, is a diehard. Diehard. It's funny. You know, I don't know if you have friends like this. Do any of your friends not have kids? Most of them, actually, two of my closest friends don't have kids. Okay. So, like, my father, him and one of his, like, really, really close friends, you know, once my, my parents were young. My parents were 21 and 23 when they had me. Wow. So, you know, that they, they were no longer doing, like, you know, what the other kids were doing. So, like, his buddy mm-hmm. winds up never having kids. And him and my dad just grew apart because there was just. You know, we moved to Long Island. We weren't in Brooklyn anymore. And, you know, just right. shit happens. You know, 
he wasn't coming to Sesame Place with us, him and his wife. They're fucking, they're off kids. What the fuck would they be doing that, you know, those type of trips with us for? Anyway, bottom line is I get a Facebook message like a year ago or two years ago from this guy. And he's like, are you, are you Scott Stein's son? And I'm like, yeah. And I see the name. I'm like, is this who I think it is? He's like, yeah. It's like, dude, I'm a diehard Ranger fan. This is, oh, so it was more than that ago because when I had the We Are Rangers Town podcast. Okay. So I heard your podcast. It was really good. It's guys, you know, 65 years old, but diehard Ranger fan. So he's the one who wound up That's taking so cool. my dad to uh, to the uh, Stanley Cup game in, That's in awesome. 79. Motherfucker's awesome. been to as many Stanley Cup finals games as I have. <laughs> There's no anybody yeah. on the fucking team. Did you go to any in 14? Yeah, I went to both. I went to three and four. They went to both. Yeah. Okay. Total spent a total of eighty bucks. <laughs> I went to that fucking game three and I wanted to die. Yep. Because I knew mm-hmm. if they didn't win that game, that was it. And I'll tell you, before before game seven against Tampa Bay, yep. That was the worst game I had ever been to. Yeah. Oh playoff, it hurts. Playoff game. I, I was it you was it you I had the conversation with or someone else? I had about what? Game seven of Tampa Bay oh. hurt more. I think it was probably than game five against LA. Losing the cup did yeah, not hurt I as mean, much as, as game seven against Tampa hurt. You know, the sad part about it was, I mean, again, in 15, you didn't get anything from your big players. In, in, in a big spot, game seven at home, you get shut out. I mean, how does that happen? How does that happen? I just think the expectations were different. 14, it was it was a ride. We had just beaten them 6-3 two nights yeah. prior. But it, it was a ride game, you know, in 2014. We were down 3-1. The season was already over against Pittsburgh. But and they were down we 3-1 back. against Washington in, three, in 15 also. I still know. I, but I, the season was – to me, the season was only over during that third period until Kreider scored. Like going into My, that game, I was not every pessimistic. Year, every year. So – a guy, guy used to work with. He retired now. Um, said to me after the Pittsburgh series in fourteen, he goes, "You know, the only reason the Rangers won this series because St. Louis' mother passed yeah. away." Yeah. So every year on that anniversary, I text him, "Happy Marty St. Louis Day," <laughs> and it's it, true. It, I, I don't discount that at all. The team came together over. And over I was mother. at game. I was at game three, I believe. Uh huh. Crosby scored a shorthanded goal in the game, and I was there, and I'm watching this game, and, dude, I left after the second period. I go, it's over. Thinking that this, this series was over. You want, you want, it might have been game four. It's the only, series, it's the only series during the uh, the 2012 and on runs. It's the only series I didn't go to a game. You didn't miss anything. I was going to go series. to game six, and I'm like, you know what? I didn't go last night. I didn't go to, I didn't go to games – uh, to game five, not to uh, games three or four. Stay, I'm staying home for this one. Yeah, and then Montreal. You know, different isn't story. it funny how like um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, your superstitions treat creep in. Oh, oh I'm very bad with superstitions. Dude. Yeah, I know. I didn't. What happened? I went. I saw them win game one in Tampa, and I didn't go to game. Two, I don't think, uh-huh. and they lost because I think that series went back and forth. I was at they one were down and two. three two. They were down three two, right? And then they, they won game yes. six, 
And I was like, you know what? I'm going to game seven. I'm, I'm like, I was at game seven against Montreal, uh, against Washington mm-hmm. when Stefan scored in overtime. Um, I was at, I was there when, you know, they won against Montreal. Montreal won nothing. I was at that game. I'm like, I got to go to this game because I've been at all the other clinching clinchers, yeah. the important clinchers. Right. I go, they can't lose. I, I've, n- I'm not optimistic as you very well yes. know. <laughs> I went into that game that night. We're going to the cup final. So did I. Cause it just happened I the year before. As God is my witness. I go, yeah. they were undefeated in game sevens in, 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 in MSG. So in, in hindsight, was that one of the worst games in, in the history of, the franchise. of Madison Square Garden? That's, that's not even an exaggeration. History of the Rangers, yeah. history of, of Longquist, history of MSG, history of everything. And at no the worst time, game in the history of the franchise. At no time did they even have a flurry. Like when, when we lost to Ottawa Nothing. in game six at home, that third period, Nothing. if they played an extra two minutes, they tie that game up. That third period was as good of a period of hockey as the Rangers played all year against Ottawa. They played a that was the, awful 40 minutes to start it. Right. Kreider comes right. out in the first the first shift. Right? They were down mm-hmm. 3 nothing going into into the third period. Kreider comes out and mm-hmm. scores a goal I think on the first shift. Then they make mm-hmm. it 3-2. But the whole fucking period was in Ottawa's zone. We just kept coming and coming. We just couldn't we couldn't get that third goal to tie it. Right. Um but that that game seven against Tampa, there was not one time my ass left the seat other than intermission. There was not one time where it was like there was a flurry. There was nothing. 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 It was the most nothing. boring and disgraceful game I've ever seen. It's It was disgraceful. And I was at game five, which was the same it. thing. <laughs> it, it was an absolute and that fucking smug John Cooper. I Dying to punch that motherfucker yeah. in the face. I can't stand him. Can't stand him. That smug bastard. Yeah. I oh, I just he. I hate him. He's probably the most hated person. I hate in hockey. <laughs> and behind Supan. So you were at game one in that series, right? We won. Correct. We won three nothing or three one. Three one. Dominic Moore scored in that game, mm-hmm. and Ben Bishop at Otis before that. All I remember is, you know, so we have the you know we're coming off the fucking high from the Washington series, the step on game. You won a two one. No, I, I, I know we scored three goals. Um, so it was three one, and I just remember, and it was three nothing. I think they got a goal late, like it was a three nothing mm-hmm. game late into the third period. Mm-hmm. If if I remember this correctly, I, all I remember is the game ended, and it was like we just we dominated for sixty minutes. Like at no, the way that they dominated us in game seven, that's how badly mm-hmm. we dominated them in game one. And I just remember looking at the rest of the rest of the people in the section I was in, going. It ain't going to be this fucking easy. I promise you. No, no. I take no. my wife, my now wife, on our first Ranger game date to game two. Couldn't have taken her to a better game, right? Seven to two, I think mm. we lost. <laughs> Not that I gave one ounce of a fuck because I was, I knew I was marrying this. It was our literally our yeah. third or fourth date. I knew I was marrying this girl. So really, oh, I knew, wow. I knew right away. Hundred percent, I knew. Wow, yeah, it was. Weird as That's someone fantastic. who's as someone who's divorced and never thought they were ever going to get married again. Trust me. Well, I'm, I'm with you, yeah. dude. I'm in the same boat. I never thought I was going to get married ever. Again. I was like, "Fuck that!" And then yeah. this happened. It's weird as fucking. Anyway, yeah, I could care less that we lost game seven to two. To be honest with you, I, I wasn't upset. One a few drinks and floating oh, on cloud, hot, I, cloud nine, right there. I, I didn't give one ounce of it. shit. It was really strange. No, I get it. And you know the the biggest problem I think with those teams, mm-hmm. and we've actually talked more I think about the past than we have about the current team, which is 
I'm, I, we apologize. I think it's relative because it shows the evolution of the team. So right. if it is what it is. But um, they couldn't put teams away. Every series was seven games, seven games, seven games, seven games. It's You, you can't do that. We had to keep coming back. Like I said, we, were down, do that, we were down 3-1 to Washington. We were down 3-2. Every Pichon, we lost game five. 2012, seven games, every series. Got to win game five. Except for the, the Knicks, every year against the Bulls, could not win game five. Winning game five on your on your home ice or home court is so fucking important. So important. Listen, I can understand that. To me, that just shows a dominant team. And then we obviously, you and I don't like, we we talk about 94, but we're tired of it. But how dominant were they in those first two rounds? How laughable. 4-0 sweep, 4-1 sweep. I mean, they were marching through these. I mean, they beat beat the Islanders two games in a row, 6-0. Right. I remember when Ray Ferraro finally scored and they were still down four to one. He jumped up on the glass like he scored the Stanley Cup winner. I mean, they own those teams. I want the Rangers to get to that point where they're rolling over teams. It doesn't, it doesn't in the exist in the NHL anymore for the most part because of the parity. I don't think so. The, look at like I said, we go go one I gotta through look eight. The, I gotta look at the numbers. You're probably right. Go one through but eight. But I mean they they beat they beat Atlanta. They swept Atlanta, and that was—I mean, it was the parody that big then. Yeah, it's it's different than it is now. I guess the last ten years, the parody's been—it's—it's it's been incredible. Even even more so the last five years. No one gets swept. It's very rare a team gets right. swept anymore. And if it it's is, it's because it's just swept. such a contrast in style. You know, you had Columbus sweep Tampa. You had the Islanders, and we got swept in the bubble. But I don't really count. That's that not as a, a that wasn't series. the playoffs. You had the Islanders swept. Uh, who did they sweep in the first round to surprise everybody two years ago in the bubble? They swept somebody for nothing. Tampa? No, they, no, no uh, Columbus swept not Tampa. Tampa. Um, Toronto. Didn't they sweep Toronto? Toronto. No, Toronto. Who did they sweep? Columbus? No. Didn't Columbus play Toronto? I don't fucking remember. I don't remember. You're probably right. Um, just We have such a, di- just a different contrast kind of blurs style. together. I mean, obviously, I just you just wish they'd be a little bit more dominant. Where a little teams, you know, they'd be a little bit more dominant. Where you, you weren't exerting so much energy that by the time you get to these later rounds, you have nothing left. Right. I mean, don't tell me that that Ranger team in 2012 wasn't better than that Devil team. We had no answer for their fourth line. Their fourth line destroyed us up and down the ice that whole series. That Devils team was fucking horrible. Gianta, but they, well, we would have gotten Spain. Gianta, that's, that's Carter, and Bernier. That fourth line. The whole series. All right, so let, let's let's just figure this part out. So they almost they get to the Eastern Conference Final in twelve. They're not winning the cup. They're not beating Chicago. That was it. Chicago that played. No, it was uh, it was LA, LA that year too. LA. They probably don't beat LA that year. Although that team was better positioned for a heavier series than the fourteen team was with Vigneault. That Tortorella team no. in twelve. Oh, they were much heavier. Heavier, but yeah. not offensively gifted. By no, no, no. But neither was LA. It was. It would have played. They would have been similar styles. I still twenty fourteen. We were a speed I'll, team. In twenty fourteen, we should have won that. We should have won if we would have scored one fucking goal in overtime. Yeah. Well, oh, dude, I don't, yeah. No, I don't want to go there. I don't want to go there. I can't keep yeah. rehashing this. I'm sorry. Sorry, guys. We do this too often. <laughs> we, go- we do it too often. I'm, <laughs> you know what it is? It's it's still it's still it's, oh it's eight years ago, but it seems like it's still yeah, yesterday. That's bad. It's bad. 
<laughs> it doesn't it, isn't it crazy to you though that I was I was watching these games from 10 years ago and this there's nobody playing anymore. It's very yeah, very few. I guys. mean Michael Delzato's playing still and a few handful of guys, right. but I mean everyone else is on is either on their last leg or they're gone. It's amazing. Crazy. Yeah. You got any, you got anything else or No, man, I just want to uh I'm thinking 3 and 2 in the next 5. How many games how many games are before our next show? What do we got for our next show? Let's just go with that. All right. What did we say? What did we say for these two games? Did we say two and zero? Did we say one we have, and one? We have what, four what? games until our next show. All right. So I'm gonna say. God, I want to be optimistic here. Leafs. I'm gonna say two and two. Coyotes. Kings. I'm saying two and two. Right. I'm saying three and one. I can see. I can see. You're saying three. You're saying three and yep. one. All right. I'm saying six points. Okay. It might be nice for them to get to fucking overtime once in a while, too. I mean, that'd be nice. Why? We put teams away in regulation. <laughs> well, it would be nice if they're going to lose wow. a game if they get to overtime, loser, you know? What are we, the Capitals? All those loser oh, points? Oh, God. Who was the team a few years ago? Was it Columbus? They had like 20 loser points, 15, 16 loser points. I think the Islanders. And they made the playoffs. Remember the Islanders had a – the year that we were uh, – that COVID happened, I think the Islanders had a ton of fucking – but it may have been no, no. It may have been Columbus. I think the them. one you're thinking of is. I think it's Columbus. Yeah, I think it's Columbus. There was a year that they had like 15. Tortorella was the coach. Yep. 15, 16 loser points. I think it was the same year, and we were all yeah. fighting for a playoff spot. It's like we're such a much yeah. better team than them, but they had so loser many points. loser points. Better get into overtime. Much better get into overtime. They had oh, Washington went to overtime again tonight. They had 15 loser points two years ago, the year Washington? that I'm talking about. Oh, no, Columbus. no, Columbus. Okay. And in a shortened season. They had twelve <laughs> in fifty six. Last games. year in fifty six games, they had twelve overtime losses. Unbelievable! <laughs> what did we have last year? Loser points. Just out of curiosity, I feel like we don't. We don't. That we either lose or we win. I, I. I feel like we never get to overtime anymore. Or I feel like in the past we used to get to overtime all the time. We had like when six Hank, last when Hank year. First came up six. We already have four this year. We had but that four, was in 56 in, games. In 18, 19, we had 14, but we were just not a good team. That's why. Right. Wow, 14. Well, that's probably Columbus wasn't a good team either. That's probably why they had 16. Right. And Torts would just play for overtime all the time. So he was just yeah. racking up loser points knowing his team wasn't that skilled. Yeah. Is what it is. See what happens. Right? Uh, you want to just touch base on uh, a little, little memorial tribute? Before we uh, wrap it up, yeah. So we almost want to end the show. Like we're, like I said, we're we're in we're in our early forties. So um, there's a this is a little sentimental for I know for Sean and me. Um, Bob Saget passed away last week. Um, we just want to give him a little bit of a tribute here. America's dad, for, at least for our, as far as I'm, I'm concerned. I don't know if Sean, if you were a big Full House guy growing up. Yep. Yeah. TGIF. I mean, most TGIF ruled, ruled most, my house. Most people in our in our um, age bracket. You know, it was it was Full House. It was step by step. It was Perfect Strangers. It was Mr. Belvedere. I mean, Family Matters. It, those are the shows. Family Matters. Thank you. Um, those are the shows we grew up with and we watched. And you know, it's funny because you know, I I remember Bob Saget obviously from Full House and from America's Funniest Home Videos, but I never realized until much later, <laughs> years later. He did a, a, a celebrity roast to Rodney Dangerfield, mm-hmm. and he talked about balls the entire time. And I'm my head hands yep. on my head. I'm like, 
holy shit. This is the guy who had the clipboard of fun and they got lost. They got stuck on the uh, on the island and, uh, you know, wherever. I'm like, how is this the same guy? Mop and glow and, you know, all this other guy. It's, and it just blew my mind. Right. And to hear him gone, I, it, it's just been it's, – it's like a piece of your childhood just ripped, yeah. ripped from your heart. Betty White passing away was similar, but she was 99. Right. I mean, Saturday nights of my grandparents – the Golden Girls was on right, all the time, right. but um, Bob Saget was just you know just part of uh, our history and our, I had our a, similar, a similar a similar thing, Bob. right? So obviously, same as Rock, you know, Danny Tanner is Bob Saget, you know, I probably right. that that's just who he was, and you didn't know if he was a homosexual or not. And what's funny? Is, <laughs> what's funny is he always used to joke about going. Everyone thought I was the homosexual. Look at Stamos. <laughs> <laughs> One day I was a, I was for yeah they were they weren't just in New York I was a huge Opie and Anthony fan in the two thousands mm-hmm. and so I mean I hadn't heard from Bob Saget literally since like America's Funniest Home Videos and all that shit mm-hmm. and so they have him on I'm like this is the weirdest fucking guest to have on ONA and all I the first thing I hear him say because I didn't hear the beginning of the uh, of like them introducing him I think I was like just getting in my car or some shit. And he comes on and he goes, you're goddamn right. I fucked Kimmy Gibbler. <laughs> and I swear, every I other word out of his mouth was cunt. And they were telling a story where it was Bob Saget and Jim Norton in the airport. And this like 65-year-old woman like comes up to him to say like, oh, my God, you know, it's Bob Danny Tanner, Bob Saget. And he's like, he's describing how like sickening it is that he kind of has to put on the Danny Tanner face a little bit. And Jimmy Norton's on the other microphone going, and the whole time he's just saying under his breath, this fucking cunt. (laughs) I had no idea he was so raunchy and that cunt was his favorite word to use. Yeah. Oh, God. It's funny because I was reading a lot about him recently and they're saying because he was so dirty Mm – he cost himself a lot of money. I'm sure. You know, I mean, he was he couldn't be like Seinfeld. He couldn't be like, you know, everything he did. He wasn't. He was. He was the. Um, he was part of an ensemble. He was never the guy. And um, you know how I met your mother, and he did a lot of other things. You know, he was on that show. He did Entourage. I thought he was great on Entourage. Yeah, because it was perfect for him. I thought he was fantastic. Right. Him and Stamos on Entourage right. was hilarious. Right, you got John to see Drama, them in a different that whole, that whole little thing yeah. they did. <laughs> totally different light. Um. You know, just absolutely amazing. Um, even the little, the line he, the quick line he had in the, in the Entourage movie, you know, uh, none of you are friends with my daughter. He's around like all these like early 20 year old girls. Like, you know, I didn't fucking any of you, right? None of you are friends with my daughter, are you? But uh, just, uh, yeah, just a heart and just part of my heart. Like, I'm not going to lie. I'm like, I'm, I can be sentimental about a lot of things. Right. This to me just really hit home. Just, you know, and I know there's a lot of people out there, like I've heard guys say, oh, you know, he's not funny. If you're not a Full House fan, you're not going like, to like right. him. In you the, ha- the you literally have to be our age. You can't even America's just- Funniest Home Videos yeah. and and Full House. If you didn't grow up with either of those two things right. in, your, in your living room, you're not going to be a fan. And did – But that's fine. What's Carlton's last name? Is it is it Alfonso – is it Ribeiro? Yeah. Okay. I don't know if anyone can tweet at me or, or rock. Did they honor uh, – they Bob did Saget. something. I, I think I saw something about that. 
I didn't even know America's Funniest Home Videos was on yeah, anymore. Yeah, it's, it's, I have it no still idea. Ends up being, I haven't watched it since Tom Bergeron was there. It still ends up being on if me and my wife can't uh, agree on what to watch. We wound up just, oh. and she's sick of the office oh. at this point. So <laughs> I'm a huge office fan for for you guys who didn't know. So. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta get in. I gotta start watching oh, something. I gotta start watching that. I've been watching Friends a lot lately. When that's See, been Friends, on, Friends is banned sometimes. in my house because we watched it too much. During the pandemic. Oh, really? Yeah. She goes, turn this off. Well, you know what I it is? I don't want to hate the it, show. Turn it off. <laughs> you know what? It's funny because like at this point, we watch, we binge watch a show right. and you get invested into uh-huh. it and it's over and you're like, fuck. Like I was telling you off the air. I I, I just finished watching, you know, Mayor of, of Kingstown. Right. Like it ends. It's like, oh, now, now to what do we watch? Right. Well, speaking you of know, that, speaking to that, this is a segue into... I'm sure some people have already tuned out because we're done talking about the Rangers at this point. That's fine. <laughs> um, I was a huge, huge, huge Ray Donovan fan. And when okay. I found out that the series was canceled, where they left off. Which is, su- with which is surprising up the because next Liam, Liam Schreiber did not want the no, show to be canceled. No, nobody did. Usually when the star of the show well, doesn't want to do right. anymore, that's when it ends. Right. He didn't want it to end. He didn't want it to end. He was blindsided by it ending because they set up. If you're a fan of the show, you know what I'm talking about. They set up right. what was going to take place with, you know, with the dirty politicians and you know Mickey, you know, killing uh, the daughter's uh, husband. Like there was a whole thing set up for the next season. It was like, oh shit, what a cliffhanger that they did on the finale. And then you find right. out, sorry guys, that's it. Thank fucking god they got enough outpouring that they made a movie to wrap to wrap up the series. It's on now on Showtime. That I haven't seen yeah. any, you know, promotion of it for some fucking reason. I, yeah, I was surprised. I saw the trailer. Okay, one of my friends posted the trailer, but I didn't even know it was coming out until it came out. Watched it the other night, and I'm surprised that they did it like that. They didn't do it. They put it right on Showtime. They didn't try to make money on it. You know, unless I guess unless you didn't have don't have Showtime, right? Um, they didn't do it like Entourage and, and put it out in the movie theaters. They made it available to essentially. If you had Showtime, you can watch right. it. It didn't cost you anything. It was. It wasn't on HBO Max or Showtime. Premium right, it wasn't on Showtime Plus or whatever they call it. Right. No, they just put it out. Yeah. Kind of, kind of impressed about that. I'm wondering if there was a reasoning behind that in the sense where either one they felt they owed the fans something. They did. Or two, they've seen these movies bomb. An Entourage movie. I liked it. Yeah, so did but, I. In, in the grand scheme of things, in the box office, it bombed. Because you know Which, what it was? It came out too far after people gave a shit about it. That that was the problem. Like, like they did another Entourage movie now and put it on like HBO Plus or Netflix or something like that, it would do great because we're all at home. So. Yeah, we're all like our – the people who grew up with Entourage. Yeah. Who, Still one of my favorite shows. Oh, there's no such thing as a bad entourage episode because they're all just clowns. Like, yeah. of course, Johnny Drama and, and Turtle, you know, debate the phone book, and it would be hysterical. It, it, does it does it surprise you that no one from that show really? I mean, Adrian Grenier, yeah, they're all he's they're all he's characters. Hallmark movies. That they're, they're all characters. Like Jason Alexander trying to do something else, like or Michael Richards. Like those are that. They, know, Johnny Drama did this TV show called Something Gentlemen. Um, it was yeah awful, but the. Awful. Awful. One of the worst TV shows. I mean, I watched the first episode. I'm like, I was actually starting to feel sorry. I watched it because I started feeling sorry for him. I think it was canceled after the first episode. It was so bad. It's like, uh, you know, the Joey Cherbiani show with Drea DeMatteo. Oh, Joey. Joey. I actually watched that show. I actually liked it. 
I wanted it. Bad. Like it. it listen, so bad. you know what though? To be honest with you, I didn't really get into Friends uh-huh. until after it was off the air. Okay. Same thing with Frasier. I, I didn't really start watching Frasier until mm-hmm. it was off the air. And I love both of those shows. They're two of my favorite shows. Um, but getting back to what I was saying, go watch yeah. the Ray Donovan movie, especially oh, if you're yeah, a fan sorry, of the yeah. show. It was, it was so fucking good. So now is this it? I don't know. I don't want to give anything away. I have a no. Th- no is, I, is you think all right? Don't don't give anything away. But do you think the way it ended? Um, do you think that there's going? I can't to tell be you because a it, second movie. I can't tell you because that could give away. Okay, story. We'll talk about it yeah. later. We'll talk about um, later. It was really, really, really well done. Slow start. Give, give it. Remember, it's a movie, not one of their shows. So it's a yeah. slow. The first half hour is a little slow because it's doing a lot of recapping. The amount of um, backstory, backstory stuff that they do, the actors that they got to play their younger selves, holy shit! Like it literally looks like them, but it wasn't. It, it's yeah. not CGI type stuff. Like the no, guy that they got to fantastic. play a young Mickey was fucking awesome. I, see, now you think he looks like Kevin Bacon? I think he looks like David Beckham. I turn to my wife and I go. Is that David Beckham? <laughs> she goes, I think it is. And I looked at him up and his name is Bill Mackey uh-huh. or something like that. I'm like, oh my God, he could be David Beckham. But even in the mannerisms, the way he spoke. The un- oh yeah, it was, phenomenal. It was to a T. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. It was phenomenal. to a T. You know, the only sad part about it is, and I've, I said this about a lot of things and about a lot, even with TV shows that disappear for a year and a half, like like Stranger Things has been off. I haven't watched Stranger Things now for almost two years. Right. I have to go back and watch the last season. I forgot all of it. Plus, now we binge watch so many shows. Right. Like you just finished Yellowstone, right? I'm in middle of season three. Okay. So you have you have you even started watching 1883 yet? No, no. I'm going to wait till I'm done okay. with season four, all right. and then I'll watch 1883. We'll talk about that when you get to that point. Yeah. But you watch all these shows. You 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 binge watch all these shows, and then you forget what you go back to them two years later. And you forget what the hell they were about. It's almost like you had that with the uh, last season again. I had that with Billions when they started because they remember when the pandemic happened, they were in the middle of filming a season for Billions. Mm-hmm. So, and um, Star of Billions, I forget his fucking name, the redheaded guy that was in uh, Homeland also, Bobby Axelrod. Yeah, the guy who plays Axe. Yeah, his wife died, like in life, like the actor's wife died, and he's English, and there's the pandemic, like. He wasn't coming back here. Oh, she died in real yeah, life. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Not his wife oh, on the show. Like his actual, like the actors. Oh, because his wife in the show was in couples retreat. She yes, was in a bunch yes, of stuff. Yeah, not her. <laughs> so his, I didn't know. No, his, I didn't his know. actual, his not Bobby Axelrod's wife. The actor's actual wife passed away. Yeah, no. Um, what the hell's his name? Oh, Damian. Lewis. Damian Lewis. Yes. So his wife, his wife passed away. Oh, his wife is is Polly from Peaky Blinders. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. He's fifty. Wow. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. I so interrupt you. the whole when they when they picked up to finish off that season, everything with him was through webcam. He was in England, while the rest of the cast was filming in New York. It was pretty pretty weird. <laughs> wow. So he just made it seem well. It's interesting they for that whole that season for that whole rest of the season he made it seem like he was in quarantine. So he was just in his house the whole time. Yeah. So that's how they well filmed them. That's interesting. Speaking of Yellowstone, so oh, so you're you're not even caught up. No, yet, so we can't even have this discussion. All right, let me know when you're yeah. When, when I'm caught up, we'll now. When did you hear about Yellowstone? 
I always knew it Yellowstone, existed. Yellowstone, I feel, blew up this year. Yes. I always knew it, it blew existed. Up. In the fourth season, it blew up. You know, Man, that's incredible. Yeah. You know what it is? I didn't, for whatever reason, and I love Kevin Costner. I do. Uh-huh, me too. But I thought it was going to be like another one of his boring Western movies. I thought it was, just from seeing commercials Quieter. and not paying attention, I thought it was a Western. I didn't know it took place in modern, like, now. Seriously. <laughs> Legit. Every time <laughs> I would see something for I just thought it was another fucking, I thought he was trying to be John Wayne at this point in his life. I don't know. Yeah. I just, that's what I thought it was. And so I just never paid it any mind. And then you just had friend after friend after friend saying, when when one of my best friends literally goes, it's the Sopranos in Wyoming. It is. I'm like, it all right, exactly then I got to watch it then. It, uh, the casting. Perfect. Sean, the casting perfect. on that show is perfect. Yep. The girl who, the girl who plays Beth, not only is she beautiful, mm-hmm. but she's so believable. Like, right. And I don't know if you ever heard her voice. No, she has English. the heaviest yeah, English she, accent. Yeah. Like I, I played, a, I, I, I was listening to the the Yellowstone podcast. I don't know how it came up. Uh-huh. It came up as a suggestion. I just threw it on because she, she was being interviewed, and I played it for my wife. I go, "Who do you think this is?" <laughs> I don't know. Who is it? Princess Diana? No, right. she didn't say that. But I'm <laughs> saying some English person. Like yeah. she named somebody, and I'm like, "Nope, nope." I go, "It's uh, it's Beth from uh." From Yellowstone, she goes, "Are you kidding me?" That's hilarious. Like you, you would never know. She plays the part so well, and the English accent—you would never know she was English. Never, never know. Wildest right. dreams know that girl was English. Just an, a phenomenal job. And then Cody Cole Hauser, you know, um, Cole Hauser's his name right? Cole Hauser's one, just one of those guys who just everything you see him in is great, and just yes. never had that that role. Like he was. You know, and you know, going back to higher learning or going back to um, school ties. He was school in school ties, right? He was in school ties. He was in. He was at a bit part in um, uh, the movie with Damon and uh, Affleck. Uh, Goodwill oh, Good Hunting. Hunting. Mm-hmm. He had a very bit part in that. He was in the second Fast and the Furious movie. He's kind of popped up here and there. Right. He's, uh, Days and confused. Now, he was finally, in Days and confused. Yes, he had the fuck you uh, paddle. <laughs> yeah. So it's like he had so many parts, and he called out a nice career for himself. Yeah, his role in Higher Learning, I thought, I thought he was the best actor in the movie. Yeah. So he was. Yeah, he was great. And no, that doesn't mean I'm a fucking white supremacist. It just it was, it was just a really <laughs> good, really good. That fucking, was a good movie. Yeah. That was a good movie. Um, good casting too yeah. in that movie. But he finally got like his part, and when I'm looking at it, I'm like, who the fuck is that? And then I go and I so first thing I do when I check out a new show and I don't know anybody in it because I actually mm-hmm. like shows. Where I don't know anybody in it, mm-hmm. and I'm looking at him like, "Wait, is that the guy from American Beauty, the fucking weird kid with the video camera?" Yes, it, it is. is. And I'm that's he Cole Hauser. Hunger Games. So I'm like, I got like because the first few episodes they really don't show close ups on him, and he's got a black beard. Yeah. Like Cole Hauser's a redhead. <laughs> yeah, it's like seeing him with a black beard. Once he had his hat off, he's like, "Holy shit, that is him!" Yeah, it was fucking weird yeah. to see. He's a good, very good actor. The the whole the, the show and with the kill, Kevin Costner, can you tell me how he gets his voice like that? That raspy, Cigarettes. gravelly. I'm like, how do you do that? Cigarettes. He's, he doesn't sound like that because I just saw, I heard him speak at the um the Field of Dreams. Game. No, he doesn't sound like that. I not feel like he gravelly. sounded like not, that. In every, he sounded like that in Superman. No, in Man not Steel. that much. I, I don't. Maybe I gotta go back yeah. and listen to it now. I always felt. I always feel. I just feel like he's played that role so well. Uh huh. Oh, he has. I don't know. You would think he was a cowboy. It was beyond believable. 
great, great. I mean, it makes me want to go to Montana. That's for damn sure. Not me. <laughs> not it makes me. me want to go to Montana. My wife wants to do Beautiful. that shit. You know, Jackson Hole and all that. No, not me. I'm sure it's fun, man. I'm sure it's fun. All man. right, let's let's wrap this up because we could do in a whole nother fucking hour talking about TV. Oh shows. yeah, forget about it. So, yeah, forget about it. If, if you, next week we'll talk about the Beatles yeah. again. Oh jeez. <laughs> next next time we promise. Once we get into one of these, we'll just say, "Listen, Ranger Talk is over." If you yeah, want to turn it off, you won't miss it. Listen, people can just shut it of off course. if they don't want to hear it anymore. I'll make sure I preface that the uh, Ranger Talk goes for the first two we'll, hours. What we'll, we'll do? What we'll do, <laughs> no, we'll do though. We'll just say. We'll have our show of the week, and we'll just talk about that, <laughs> and we'll we'll go from there. And people, if they want to listen, they can stay on, and if not, they can hang out. <laughs> there you go. We're, stop. All right. So hopefully, uh, hopefully, I'm right, and we're four and one. But if we're three and two, mm-hmm. it's also not the end of the fucking world, because like I said, we we only need what forty forty four points in forty three games or something like that. So they got two weeks to the All Star break. Let's go out with a bang. Yep. That's what I want. Let's do it. Because they only have four of those games to make up, and they have two and a half weeks. So right. let's uh, let's just try to get this done. Let's get her done. All right, Rock. Have a good one, man. Take care, guys. Later.